it's kind of crazy that this is already the 50th episode. It feels like this whole thing just started, but it's been going on for almost two years now, which is kind of mind-blowing. I just wanted to take a second and say thank you to all of our guests that have come on and been a part of this, and thank you to you guys. Anyone out there that's been listening and following along, whether this is your first episode or your 50th, thanks for being a part of this wild and crazy and fun ride. I'm excited to see what the next 50 have to offer. It's been a hell of a ride. And I think there was no better guest to have for our 50th than the one that we did. She's awesome. I love talking with her. We always have a great time. And it was, I think it was perfect to have her welcome in the 50th with us. So please give it up from Michaela Pellerin. We are live. Okay. okay Michaela Bellerin back in the saddle. Um, so we were talking. Do you want to just dive right into the Rittenhouse thing? Because now I'm like, now I'm pumped. I'm I interested mean, to hear your take on it. For sure. Um, like I was saying beforehand, um, I haven't delved in far into it as I definitely could have um, or probably should have in order to have an, op- an opinion. Um, but I have one anyway. Um, I, <laughs> um, to be frank, I think that that was absolute bull. <laughs> um, and I, I, th- I don't think that it should have been not guilty on, on everything. You think he should have been guilty yes. on all, all the charges? At least so two, because wasn't it, it was two deaths and then one assault, correct? Yeah, one guy lived, one guy was injured. Okay. So, and two, two were killed. I think that, and like I said, I, I haven't delved that far into it. I did watch parts of his testimony and watched the verdict as it came out um and was texting my friend and we were like what the fuck what What is happening um and just kind of like we just we both kind of just were like i'm i'm sad for a little while Mm -hmm. um for just you know and then you know you got to move on unfortunately um but i don't know i and i i I know that there are sides of the defense that i didn't listen to and that i don't know about and i don't know the whole story but just based off of the, you know, the media coverage that I've seen kind of from both sides, I just, I don't know how you can walk <laughs> around with uh, whatever kind of gun it was and and just kill people and not have any repercussions of like any I, kind. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that were like, he got away with murder. Yeah. And they feel very strongly about that. And so, and, and again, like I said, I, and I'm sure, and there's been things in the past where, you know, cause my, me and my partner, he, we have similar views on things, but he is definitely, he loves to be devil's advocate, even when it pisses me off. When I'm like, 
Okay, but like, just agree with me for right now. Like, that's what <laughs> I, just I need. need. You to back me I up. just need your support right now. And he's like, well, well, it doesn't really make sense. You're not coming from a logical place. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need this. <laughs> so, and so there's been plenty of things where I've come in hot and heavy on a certain thing. And I'm like, that is not okay. That's fucked up. Da 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 da. And then he's like, okay, well, I've read this, this, and that. Because he's a, he's a big Reddit guy. Okay. And so that's where he gets like all of his news. Reddit goes deep. Yes, it does. <laughs> And so he's like, I can't think of specific examples, but like for certain stuff, I'm like, that's not okay. That was terrible. You know, what a bad call, whatever. And then he's like, well, if you think about it, we have all these other factors. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still usually kind of like upset about it, but it makes more sense. Like the reasoning behind, you know, a verdict or, you know, some sort of assault or whatever. Um, so I haven't I haven't talked with him about that just yet because I I don't really want to get into it yeah um because it makes me upset but and I'm sure that there are things you know think people that I follow on social media and stuff that have um posted like the counter aspect of it of like that that you know he shouldn't have been or that he you know rightfully was so was not guilty um the the problem that I have with it is is, you know, everybody can have their own opinion on what you think is right and wrong in the justice system. And I think the justice system is flawed in many ways. And on both sides, you know, if he was guilty, people would say, ah, oh, the justice system fucked up. And the fact that he's not guilty, people are saying, ah, oh, the just, so you're not, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. Um, of course. But I think what I have issue with is that he's being like, he's being painted as like a hero an american hero yeah. an american like patriot like we should all be like kyle written no <laughs> no we should not <laughs> i i don't need to know both sides for that um i know we should not um we don't we don't live in a purge society i think we might be headed there <laughs> it feels I, like I it it feels a little uncomfortable um but we're not there yet so let's not mm -hmm. um so that's i think my like biggest issue because I'm, I mean, I'm willing to hear, you know, uh, the other side of it or whatever. I'm still probably going to, even in the background, be like, I totally see what you're saying. I still think it's fucking yeah. wrong. So, and that's how, even like when my partner and I talk about stuff, I'm like, I totally hear what you're saying. I see both sides. I still think it's fucking wrong. But I, but I get it. It's like, I can understand the justification of, you know, the other side. Um, so. It's hard. It's hard because somebody died. Two people died. Correct. Like and I think that's where, like, me and, like, my friends and stuff like that have come from, of that it's, like, you and and coming from, like, the victim's point of view and then, you know, that victim's family's point of view, who are now also victims, like, they, their loved one is gone because of this person and they, nothing. Like, nothing happened? Nothing. <laughs> For real, I will say that I am glad that the jury took a long time to deliberate um, because I I that happened like right off the cusp of me listening to this um, podcast about OJ Simpson. Oh called, damn! Yeah, called called confronting OJ, and um, the and I didn't and I again with the OJ thing we were were we even born or, or we were like barely. Wait, was children. was that the late nineties? I think it was like ninety six. Seven ninety. I don't know. Okay. But I think we either we were not born I, or we were not paying itty attention. Bitties. Yeah. <laughs> Teeny tiny babies. Um. But with that, I didn't realize because I mean it wasn't within my time period necessarily, so I didn't. I don't know a whole lot about it. So that podcast was really awesome. 
Um, they were in trial for nine months. The jury deliberated for three hours. Whoa. And came back with a not guilty. And so I was like, everybody was like, how in the fuck? Whoa, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they thought that they were going to, like, they, they people, like, went back to their home, you know, like. Three hours is insane. Yeah, not okay. Um, so that's why, I mean, I did look out for that of, like, how long did they deliberate for? And it was, I feel, I feel like, an appropriate you know, amount of time, whether or not it was all deliberation aspect or whether it was like, we have a verdict, but we're just going to bullshit. So it doesn't look bad. I don't know. Yeah. Come um, out 30 minutes later. Not guilty. Right. Cause I think, yeah, I think that, and, and that's what they were saying in, in the, in the OJ podcast too. Cause it was a podcast that was hosted by, um, Ron Goldman's sister. Um, cause he killed, um, well, he did, he killed Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman, um and oh shit it's his sister. it's his sister oh whoa it's one of the victim's sisters i'm gonna have to check out that podcast and so she was the one that did it and she interviewed um the prosecutor and i think one of the defense attorneys um and you know some of the jurors and family members and things like that family members of nicole brown and friends of hers and things like that um and even some the juror like i think she interviewed like two jurors and they were both kind of like, we were sequestered for nine months. We wanted to go home. Like, we were done. Like, we didn't want to be there anymore. And I was like, that is not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> um, I completely Just get it. Just trying to rush I out. completely get it. But also, like, you have a duty. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> you That's have not a what duty. you want a jury member to say. Yeah. And so they were like, that they had made a decision that the, when they did their initial, like, poll or whatever you want to call it. That it was like um like a ten to two, like not guilty and two were guilty. And but but then they were just like they just talked for a couple of hours and we then the, the guilty people were like, Oh fuck it. Like <laughs> I, I don't wanna be here anymore and that they only asked one question, like they only asked to have something like one thing read back, which is not normal. And they For nine months. For nine like... months. Three hours. And I might be wrong, but it was definitely not a full day. <laughs> it was a very insignificant period of time for the amount of evidence and testimony and... Just controversy and, surrounding and the case? trauma in it and everything. Not good. <laughs> not, not enough Jesus. time in the least. And so that's why I was glad to see that, you know... Because that was my kind of thought. I was like, I wonder how long they fucking deliberated for. Mm -hmm. If it was not long... I'm extra mad. <laughs> um, but but it seemed like it was, you know, I guess an appropriate time or a time that made sense for, you know, the amount of time that it went. Yeah, which, they did, what, three days? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Came out on a Friday. Uh, and a more appropriate timing yeah. than hours. Um, so that's, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to... To your camera here, because I realized I didn't do that when you sat oh. down. <clears throat> We're still getting used to the whole... This is the, <laughs> the weirdest part, is that these cameras... I don't know if you remember last time I had them mounted on a tripod. Yeah. And now they're... I noticed that. ...sitting on this, and it's a little bit weird. We can turn that around so we don't have to keep... <laughs> yeah, I was like, I see myself over there. Um, I think it's... It's hard. Because two people died. Right. And guns are involved. Correct. And whenever you have guns involved... People just f naturally fall into the camp of pro-gun, anti-gun. Correct. And it just sways people. Correct. I would agree. And and I think that I, 
I wouldn't say that I necessarily fall into like an I'm definitely not I wouldn't say I fall into like a pro or anti necessarily. My issue is why do civilians need AK forty sevens? Why? Because they're what? fun. I mean For what? Like <laughs> I can't imagine that you can that you're allowed to go hunt with them. That'd Correct. be pretty. That'd be pretty intense. Right, You're just spraying through the woods, <laughs> I can't hoping you hit something. That they're for game, because for game, I get it. People mm-hmm. like to hunt. I'm not trying to say that you can't do that. Although I, I can never personally do it. I understand that people like to do that. It's a generational thing. It's a family. Yada 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 yada. Who needs, <laughs> other than like the military, needs an AK-47 as a civilian? I don't get it. <laughs> and I've talked. That's something I've talked to Jake about too. He's like. He's like, well, and I can't remember what he's used as a counter or whatever. But I'm like, I, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. <laughs> I don't get it. And I'm, because then I've talked to people that are like more pro gun. They're like, well, you just want to take away all the guns. I'm like, you can have guns. I don't give a fuck. I think that they are helpful. Definitely in, in like if a home invasion or whatever, yada, yada. Or, you know, God forbid, like the zombie apocalypse. Something. So you're going to need a backup. And so I, I get it. I get it, I get it, but I don't get, like, the, I'm saying AK-47 because I don't know a lot about guns, and that's a big one, <laughs> and that's a big gun that doesn't seem like a civilian needs to have it, so I just don't, I don't get it, because <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm all about, you know, it's, you know, you have a right to bear arms, it's something that, you you know, we have a right to, I get it, I'm not trying to take that away, <laughs> me, as if I'm going to be able to make this call. Start a campaign. Yeah, I'm going to do We're it. We're taking the guns. I'm going to do it. <laughs> single-handedly um but i don't know because then jake's like well then where are you gonna like draw the line and why is that line drawn or whatever that's what worries me is that i don't i mean we don't have fully automatic guns Mm -hmm. and so people like to go with the ar-15 because it looks like a military gun Mm -hmm. like you would jack somebody up with it and it's like okay hypothetically if we did then where do we draw the line right and so and i and i understand that like viewpoint as well as like where do you do? I'm like I don't know where you draw the line either but I just don't you feel like there is a line you're just I feel not like there, sure is, there is a line and there should be a line I just don't know where but then Jake was also like okay but he's like if you look at like prohibition and stuff like that when alcohol became illegal people still had alcohol and people are just going to do it illegally and I was like people are still doing it illegally <laughs> people are already doing it illegally <laughs> um so I don't know what the answer is that's just how I feel <laughs> about it and i and i don't get it and i but i don't have a lot of people like that one are going to argue with me about it Mm -hmm. um and two i just i think like most people i surround myself with like-minded people to myself so every me and all my friends are on our high horse like fuck it (laughs) makes no sense everybody else is strong um so and and i i do want to try and have people in my circle that have different viewpoints from me it's just so uncomfortable <laughs> but I know well, it's I got important. You, but I know it's important, but it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm a big it's gonna it feels weird saying this and I've said it a few times, but like I like guns. Yeah. And it gets uncomfortable because people hear that and they're like, oh, you just want to go shoot things. And it's like, no, that's not what right. guns are. Right. You know? They're a tool. I know that's not what they're for. Yeah. But people abuse them and then they, they ruin it for do. everybody. <laughs> they definitely and do. And I don't think that's fair either. Mm-mm. Like it's, the people that aren't doing illegal activity, which is a very, very, I feel like small amount of people that are doing like illegal activity, uh, especially on like a mass scale, is like ruining it for everybody. The good gun owners. Yeah, it's just <laughs> poor sucks. branding. Correct. And it's hard because guns, 
They are absolutely yeah. Okay, I was like, they are a tool, but if used incorrectly, like they can do a lot of damage. Correct. I mean, so can a knife, but it's I was harder. Just gonna say. It's harder for people to imagine someone stabbing like twenty people with a knife. Right, because it's a closer range. Yeah, weapon. but I don't know. It's it's definitely one of those topics that's like. You get a little skirmish. I get skirmish. I have some friends, not super close friends, but it's like, I don't know if I should talk guns with them because they get uncomfortable. And it's like, we should, nobody should have guns. Yeah. Like, nobody? And I'm, and I, nobody? And I, yeah. And I'm not on that part of it. I mean, I've shot a couple of guns and I mean, at the shooting range, I was like, this is really fun. Like, I get it. It's, it's a rush. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I get it. But... <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, and, and that's what the, what sucks too, though, is like what, you know, Jake's point was, is that, you know, it's been introduced into the world, even if it's quote unquote taken away, it's never going to, it's not going to go away. Yeah. You people can't gonna, put, you can't put it back. In no, there. people are going to find, yeah. Pandora's box. You can't put that yeah, shit back in. It's open. <laughs> it's open. People know how to do it. People know how to buy them. People know how to make them. And then if they're illegal, then if they're extra money, you know. It's like you're gonna, you know, black market, whatever. I mean, that's already that's already a problem. And in now and you can itself. now people are three D printing guns, which is gonna get really yeah. crazy. Because then how do you you can't stop what anything? Do you do? Yeah, if you have a three D printer, which everybody's eventually gonna have yeah. when they get cheap. They are already pretty cheap. Are they? I yeah, my check. boyfriend has one. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. Does he like it? Yeah. I gotta get he one. He hasn't Those used it a lot so since cool. he left college, but yeah, he has one. I mean, he's not printing guns. He's printing like boats. Little, yeah, little <laughs> stick figures or something. <laughs> he printed a, a coffee grinder, but like... Not a gun. Pr- no. Not an AK. <laughs> no. <laughs> not like, but hey, check this out. They're already pretty... I mean, like his isn't like an industrial sized one, but you know, they're already not... I shouldn't be telling people that. They're already not expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look into that. Yeah, because a few years ago they were. I mean, they're a cool they thing. You can like build a whole bunch of like cool shit with it if you're responsible. <laughs> I think for the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, and this—I don't know if this is a hot take or not—but I think that I think the jury got it right, and I definitely did not dig into it as much as I should. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of the um, prosecution's. What is it? Counter. Counter. Yeah, their arguments. Yeah. Um, and I did not think the prosecution did a good job. And that's that was one I, of the things I noticed. I'm and like, that's this guy what I've sucks. heard is I haven't, I didn't watch their, you know, cross or, you know, a lot of their. The cross examination. That's yeah, I, I didn't watch like a, a whole lot of, like I, I watched a very small amount of um, his testimony, um, Rittenhouse's testimony. But I didn't, and I, I wish I had had the, the time to be able to, I, I would have watched the whole thing live. Like, I, I would have sat down and watched it, because I enjoy watching that kind of stuff. Um, so I wish that I had had the time to do that, but I was at work. Um, because I have heard that, basically, prosecution screwed the pooch on that. Which then, if that's the case, and then that, because that's also the issue, too, is that, and it was similar thing to like the OJ Simpson case too, was that like, hey, we had all of these other things. We weren't ready and we went ahead and did it anyway. Well, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, so, you know, they didn't have certain things or they didn't think that certain things were pertinent. And then when it came out that they had those people were like, oh, that would have changed my mind or that would have potentially swayed me heavily in a different way. So that's what sucks too, is that it's, you can like have a core belief that, I don't, you know, that this is not okay, this is wrong, you know, killing people is not okay, I don't really, very few situations do I care what your excuse is, but 
then if the prosecution, the burden of proof is on the prosecution. If they don't meet that burden of proof, then by all means they lost. <laughs> but it sucks because that messes up, you know, that messes up the family. That's going to put, you know, it puts a poor light on the justice system, depending on what side you're coming from. Um, I mean, the justice system is already in a poor light. Um, Needs just help. The system at this point, not really the justice system, unfortunately. Um, but that's what sucks is that because it's not, you know, and I know that, you know, those attorneys most likely are at home, you know, kicking themselves because you, especially with a high profile case like this. I mean, any case, I feel like attorneys, you can't hold on to all of it obviously because you drown. But one this big but like big ones and important you. ones you know when when there's death involved or you know murder or anything crazy like that or you know really really traumatic i mean all of them are traumatic in one way or another you know a case is a case but um i mean yeah if the prosecution fucks up or you know doesn't come off well to the jury or you know the jury doesn't like them or anything like that then that's it which sucks because it's not to say that they're like withholding information or, you know, but if, if it just doesn't come off well, or, you know, they fumble or there are too many things that they can say, okay, well you testified to this because they asked you that, but now you're saying something different. Like they kind of steered you, you know, whatever, um, the burden of proof falls on them. And if they don't hit it, even if like all the facts were there and all the facts, if you were just to look at them, like point to this certain direction and that makes sense um to the logical person if it doesn't come off well or if there's a step missed or you know anything which i hope for a high profile case no steps were missed um but god forbid anything like that happened then it that's it and then when you're done you're done you don't get to go back there's no redos <laughs> you don't know there's no redos but what my my friends and i were talking about is that um i would expect that he's going to be taken to civil court and he's going to he's going to be involved in a wrongful death suit just like OJ Simpson was. And that's where the family got their like their stuck it to him. Yeah, stuck it to him is they're like, "All right, well we're going to fucking take your money then. If you're not going to go to prison for killing our loved ones, then we're going to do everything that we can to, you know, hurt you in a way, you know, that no amountable way in the same way that we're hurting, but we're going to, you know, you're not we're not going to take it lying down. We're not just going to get away with it and, and walk out of this scot free." in some way, shape, or form. And I think that people, when they do that, get a bad rep of like, oh, well, it's a celebrity. Well, Kyle's not a celebrity. But like, for the for OJ, OJ thing or whatever, like, he's a celebrity. They're going after his money. This is the plan all along. La, 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 la. It's like, you want to, and not everybody, but I think most people, if your family member is murdered, you want that person to feel some sort of ouch. <laughs> like... And I think it's very few and far between that people are like, no, I've forgiven them. We're, you know, we're good. <laughs> well, actually, did you hear that one of the one of the guys who died, the girlfriend was like, I, I get it. I understand. We're Rittenhouse. I think it was Rosenbaum's girlfriend. I have not. I don't know if he died. And then, okay, then my other issue is with the the people that are coming from the, the standpoint. And I, I, I get it. I, I oh man, here we we're going in. I see what they're saying, but also, I but also I I it it's inexcusable to me is the fact that and I don't know which one was which I forget that one of that one of them and the other one is a convicted pedophile? domestic violence oh. and a domestic and a convicted pedophile, and I I get that that 
makes it feel more okay. But I don't know, and I and I don't know if this is the case. I don't assume that he was having a conversation with these guys. These things came out, and he was like, "Oh, fuck you." You know, you're a pedophile. You're a pedophile, yeah. so I'm gonna kill you. I, I, I highly doubt that that was part of the motive. And if it was, that's still not okay. You don't still don't get to kill people yeah. just because you feel not like even it. pedophiles. No, although most people I think would, would fall well, would fall under the the category of that pedophiles. That's okay, um, but that's not our call. <laughs> I do believe it was the convicted pedophile that had a gun, though, that had the handgun. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously if you're convicted of a felony, you can't have a, Correct. you can't have a gun. Correct. So that does, I feel like that does play into it. Correct. I think that that, you know, and so, you know, he was breaking, yeah, he's also breaking the law, you know, da, 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 da. But like, then my thing comes from, but like, we, we don't get to play God. Mm-hmm. I don't get to kill you just because, you know, and, and just like I said, I don't think that he had a conversation where he knew he was a felon. So he's like, ah, we're a pedophile and you're going against your parole bam done like that's <laughs> i highly doubt that conversation was had and even if it was it's still you still don't get to just kill people just because you know you don't agree with the way that they live or the way you know that the things that they've done um which i feel like like i said most people would not be in agreement with the things that he's done mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean that you get to kill people just you know based off of that kind of merit do you buy that in self-defense? See, that's there's the, a little more leeway. That's my issue is that I, like I said, I don't know enough about the exchange. These are cool little coasters. Right, they're records. Exchange. Shout out to my mom. Um, <laughs> between the two, between you know the the parties beforehand, I don't know enough, and I don't know that. You know, depending, and and I am completely aware of the fact that news outlets, regardless of where you're getting it, is swayed. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult, I think, to find any sort of news outlet that's genuinely neutral. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I do lean, obviously, like I said, I surround myself with people that are like-minded. I lean towards news that's more like-minded as people on the opposite side do. Um, And I try to to stay in the middle, um, but it's difficult. Um, So... Um, I, I don't know enough about that, you know, the exchange between those people before anything like that happened. And I still have a hard time with, with the, you know, we don't get, you know, don't get to play God and, and, and kill people. If it was some sort of a, I think it would be different if like, and the first thing that comes to my mind is like an officer involved shooting situation where somebody is coming at you with a gun and has either previously already shot at you or you know you know has a tendency for violence or something like that or is having a mental health episode then that i still don't agree with it but that makes more sense to me Mm -hmm. if you are currently actively in danger and that's why you shot as a reactionary i don't know like i said i i don't know enough to know if that is exactly the case um you know if two people are coming after you with a gun and you feel genuinely that your life is in danger and there is no other way out, then that makes more sense to me. Um, but I don't, I, I still have a, I still have an issue with it. That's from my understanding. And again, little research. So take what I'm going to say with a grain of salt. Right. He situationally, he was, you know, being, I don't know if he was being chased at this point or not, but he ended up on the ground mm-hmm. and there was a guy who was, 
trying to beat him with the skateboard. Mm -hmm. He shot and killed that guy. And I believe there was another one who was trying to take his gun Mm -hmm. away from him. He got control of that, shot that one. Then he was... And I don't know if this is... I don't know the order of this. I believe this was first. And then they started chasing him after those shots were fired, chasing him through a parking lot. Mm -hmm. And this is what's crazy is there's FBI drone footage. Oh, is there? It's drone. I don't think it's drone. I think it's actually satellite footage from the FBI, which is kind of creepy. That That is a little spooky. Yeah, a little spooky. (laughs) Nobody's been talking about that, but (laughs) there's footage of that. There's footage of him on the ground, too, being attacked by the Mm -hmm. skateboarder. And then they're chasing him through the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And I believe they're throwing bottles at him Mm -hmm. as he's running through the parking lot. He's running away. So those two people are dead. He's running away from the people that are chasing Mm him. Uh, Rosen, I don't know if it's Rosenbaum. The kid with the gun, who was mm-hmm. a convicted felon, I don't know if it was the pedophile charge or the assault charge, uh, fired into the air mm-hmm. and was in close proximity, I believe, to Rittenhouse and then went to turn and point his gun at Rittenhouse mm-hmm. and that's when Rittenhouse shot him. And this is the guy that lived. I think he was shot in the bicep. Yeah. And what was interesting about that is on the stand, he testified that it wasn't until he pointed his gun at Rittenhouse that mm-hmm. Rittenhouse shot him. Right. And I feel like that is important to know because most people in that situation, if somebody fires a gun in your general direction, you're turning around like, okay, Correct. shit just hit the fan. <laughs> right. But again, it's dicey because people died and nobody wants to see anybody die. But, I mean, if you have to protect yourself. Right. And there's I the think... argument that should he have been there? Should any of them Correct. have been there? Say, should I he have had a gun? I think that that's a, a big issue with it too and i see i can't remember exactly what it is that um he said but i do remember seeing a i think it was a tweet or something like that going around from like an ex-military guy and he basically said like if you come into this situation with the intent you know with the firearm or whatever with you know some i forget what it was more eloquently stated than what i'm doing but he was basically like at that point with these 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 and these these things which did happen, then, like, you are pretty much, like, SOL, and, like, you you have committed enough crime that you are planning on committing violence, which is not okay. Like, it's a pre- in, in a way, I think it was worded to say that it's, like, with all of these things at play, it's premeditated violence or something like that based off of, like, military law, and I'm completely... Pulling that out of my ass. Pulling it together. (laughs) But I do remember seeing that. I can't remember for the life of me what it was about. But I I think that, and and yeah, I think it's going to be tough because then also coming from like my standpoint of trying to not always be on the victim side because the victim sometimes is to blame. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's all too often, but typically, you know, sometimes the victim can be in the wrong and, you know, we can be bamboozled and, you know, completely thrown for a loop, um, and being lied to and everything like that. But I, I have a hard time being like, yep, deserve to die. (laughs) I don't think they deserve to die. I don't think, I think it's just a shitty situation, but It's hard because part of me wants to say if they hadn't attacked him, they would still be alive, which is kind of like blaming. Well, (laughs) he was out there and this is where it gets dicey. This is where my knowledge really gets unclear. It's all dicey. Yeah. (laughs) Supposedly he had been, you know, providing medical attention to other protesters and like doing, Mm -hmm. because he was an EMT cadet for two, since like 2018. Wasn't he like 17? Yeah. 
But he's been do. He said he was. I, this part was in. So the he was like fourteen. Yeah, it's a cadet program, so he wasn't okay. like an. A, yeah, he wasn't an actual EMT. <laughs> like, he oh, was in their I, cadet program. Okay. Um. So probably basic triage, yeah. like how to wrap a bandage, how to check somebody's I was like, pole, oh, like basic I don't think stuff. Fourteen year olds on tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he was out there doing that. I don't know to what extent. I don't know if he gave people bandages Correct. or what he was doing, but I can understand why he would have a gun for protection because it is an open carry state mm-hmm. so technically no laws were broken and these pro these protests riots hadn't been completely peaceful Correct. which i feel like that that plays into it i feel like that plays bit. into it yeah. for sure yeah i think that that plays into it and yeah i think i think it, it it's a it's an extreme case of wrong place wrong time on, for everybody on everybody's yeah. account um and I think that, and I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll admit that based off of like the news media and stuff that I see, he's completely painted as an evil son of a bitch. Um, oh yeah, if you watch anything left, MSNBC, CNN. So that's like what I have been absorbing, and I was like, makes sense to me. <laughs> and um, so, like I said, I, I. I haven't done my darndest to stay in the middle on this particular thing i just know when it came out i was pissed i remained pissed and i've tried and i've tried to let it go until today <laughs> <laughs> and then i brought it back and then up you brought it up and i fucking knew it too when you when you texted me and I was, as soon as i heard that verdict come out i was like oh i'm gonna I talk know. to michaela about this oh we're gonna as go as soon in. as you texted me i was like you go bring yep. it right now <laughs> yep <laughs> I thought about texting you and I'd like, be like, Nick, I we're don't not want ta- to. Listen, when the Rittenhouse thing comes down, I'll come on until then. It's not happening. Yeah. I know what you're trying to I do. I thought about it. And I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't planning on opening with the Rittenhouse thing. I was going to like, oh, we'll ease in. And then. You did not. No, I did not. First thing, right out of the gate. <laughs> I think it's hard because the way we've been charged politically, mm-hmm. you have white kid. AR-15. Right. Killed two people. Why that checks all the yeah. boxes for... And then you have the Ahmad Arbery case, which mm-hmm. is going on. Like, or ended. That's done. I think they, yeah, they convicted him, He's right? Gu- yeah, they're guilty. It's just the the worst setting for anyone to go in unbiased. Because yeah. you have all these hot button issues. Oh, and yeah. And it checks all of them. For sure. It's definitely, you know, it's not going to be uh, a mellow, uncharged you know, as far as like politically charged case, yeah, especially with, you know, everything that's gone down in the past couple of years. I think even, you know, I think even if everything that hasn't gone down in the past couple of years, you know, didn't happen, it still would be, you know, politically It would charged. definitely be up there. But I don't think it would be as bad. Um, I think if we didn't have the presidential presidential leadership that we had previously had it wouldn't be as charged charged. um and and i think that um yeah he didn't help (laughs) that uh for that kind of um political charged um i also don't like and i forget who it is um but some i think he's a councilman i forget his name um, but it was a, a Republican councilman that he was like, <laughs> that he wants to hire Rittenhouse as an intern. Oh, I did hear. I can't think of who it was, but I heard um, about that. And that he was, oh, crap, what was the statement that really got me? He said something along the lines of, I think he'd be a good intern, um, and I think he can t- continue to do great things for America. 
something along those lines. And I, I think those might've been the words. And I was like, that was a poorly worded statement in my opinion, because all that screams to me is it's okay to kill people. Is we can kill people that are on the opposite side of us. Um, and I, it just seemed like a very dividing statement to me. I was like that. Nobody, he didn't run that by anybody. <laughs> I thought it was weird how they tried to paint that. it as a race thing. I thought that was really weird. I, I didn't saw, see anything about that. I saw a lot of that. People were comparing it to um, to all these other cases involving like white on black or black on white oh, crime. And I was oh, like, oh, what, oh, guys, oh, these oh, are... If, it's a, if it was an African-American shooter, yeah. you mean? Yes. Okay, I have seen yeah, a lot of that. a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, I have seen a lot of that. But the intern thing is... I don't think he's a hero. And I don't think he should be celebrated. I don't think he should be, you know, I think the jury came out with their verdict. I think we shouldn't be holding this over his head. I think it was unfortunate what happened. I think it played out. If it was going to play out this way, I think that's probably the best way it could have played out, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it sucks to say that, but I don't think like he's, there's no way he's not traumatized from that. There's no way I, and I've seen people say, cause that crying meme of him sitting up there, I was gonna that's a little dicey some people are ugly criers some people it doesn't look good when people cry and i was like i don't know if he falls into this category he's trying to the the one thing that did kind of because i was definitely i was like this is some fucking bullshit repost i was i was (laughs) i didn't repost any i haven't reposted anything about anything like that some of those memes were funny i was dying for a few of them i was like but my because i because i saw the video of that um that and um was texting my friends and i was like i have seen toddlers trying to convince their parents that they hurt themselves better than that bullshit like for real but the one because i was definitely one of those people what really got me about that though was the crying and the um not so casual glance (laughs) to the jury in the midst of his crying um that kind of fucked me up what makes me what made me pull back kind of on that um probably unnecessarily harsh criticism i will admit that um is that when the verdict came back he cried almost the exact same way Okay, so maybe that was a genuine... And so I was like, maybe he's just an ugly-ass cryer. <laughs> I could... I don't wholeheartedly believe it, but it did make me rethink it. Some people... I've seen some, some people... Some people are and it's like, ugly, just pull ugly it together. criers. <laughs> yeah. Some people are ugly criers, and it's like, that can't be real. <laughs> but regardless... I don't know if he's remorseful. I will give it that. Yeah. I don't know if he feels sorry, because I do genuinely believe... And I agree with it to an extent that it was Mm self-defense. And so I get if he would be like, listen, it sucks that there was loss of life. I'm sad that people had to die, but I'm not sorry for how my actions played into that Mm -hmm. because I was trying to, I think they would have beat the fuck out of that kid. If they had gotten his gun away from him, if they hadn't killed him, they definitely would have beat the fuck out of him. Probably. And that, I mean, that wouldn't have been, you know, that would have been bad either way. If they beat him to death and then were charging those three, like either way, it would have been dicey. Yeah. So I don't know if he's remorseful but there's no way that killing two people doesn't have some maybe it's not appreciate appreciable now like he doesn't recognize it but it i guarantee it had some effect on i him. think that if that doesn't have some effect and trauma on him just this whole process in general is going to have some trauma on him the public backlash if will he's definitely... not unless and where my other issue comes in unless he is being essentially 
rewarded by people hiring him or getting book deals and da 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 and documentaries and la 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 like all of the the shit that inevitably comes from big trauma well, stories did that like this. Tucker Carlson interview, right? So I think that that is going to be dicey, also, and that's a a risky move for certain interviewers. Um, and you know, whatever. But I think that the people that are probably going to partake in those things are like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> you know, they don't care. It's going to be, you're not anyway. going to have any left wing people no. watching that interview. No, they would lose so many people. <laughs> My problem, I do have a problem with the fact that they're trying to, students are trying to kick him out from Arizona State now. He was going to go there. Um, I think he was to, he was going to take nursing classes there because mm-hmm. he just, I think he just graduated high school, right? I'm not sure. Or he was going there in the fall or maybe the fall of next year. But for whatever reason, it was Arizona State mm-hmm. nursing classes and they're trying to kick him out. The students are like going after the admin saying, no, you need to kick him out. I have a problem with that. I don't think that that's necessarily right, but I understand why that's, but I get why that's happening because people are pissed. So, I mean, I, I get it. I don't think it's necessarily right. I mean, it, at this point, like, it doesn't matter what we think in the eyes of the law. He's not, he's an innocent person. Um, so he should be able to move freely about his life as he had previously. Um, I don't see that happening. It's, oh, it's not yeah. going to happen. Oh, Public no. opinion is No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen. Um, 100%. No, he's never going to have a normal life again. Um, but that's what he should be allowed to have you know if it was a smaller scale case a local case you know whatever and it wasn't you know if it was like a dv or something like that you know if you're not convicted even if you are convicted in you know you serve your time or whatever people don't know about you you can walk about your life pretty freely unless somebody outs you um or unless it makes like big headlines you know even like in your local community or you know nationally or whatever um so i mean i get that and that does i mean suck but i i mean i get why people are reacting that way but he in the eyes of the law based off of what the verdict was he you know is entitled to what he wants to do um and he can make you know those decisions and if he got accepted and he wants to go then he can go um but i mean people are gonna be pissed but yeah he's never gonna have a normal life again Mm -hmm. there's no absolutely no way (laughs) Everybody saw that case. Yeah. I just heard something it. about it. Everybody, it's going to be in books, probably, like history books, just like the O.J. Simpson case was. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to touch on all realms. I can tell you right now it's going to be in psych books because <laughs> O.J. Simpson's and stuff like that was in, in any criminology, any psych books, any, you know, that's going to, it's going to go down, um, you know, with the the rest of the, the rest of them. Um, so... I don't. <laughs> there's I don't no know. easy way to. There's no easy way to handle it. No. Unfortunately. No. There's what, not. What really gets at me, and I had this conversation with someone a few days ago, and they were like, "He got away with murder," and I was like, "Did you see any of the videos of them chasing him?" And mm-hmm. they were like, "Nope." Might want to check out some of that. <laughs> like I don't care how anybody feels about it. I think you're entitled to how you feel, absolutely, right. but. Have a little basis for right. something, and that's, even right. like minuscule. Like I saw some of the prosecution. Like okay, then at least I know you're 
you're invested. But if you just say, oh, I heard on CNN. Right. What? Yeah. And that's why I'm definitely not like, you know, this is not the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> yeah, me neither. No, definitely not. Because I, and you know, I, and I've gotten a lot better. I definitely used to be that person that I was like, that I was like, I'm a double down. I'm a double down. I don't know shit, but I'm doubling down just because you don't agree with me. It was I'm me a back in down. high school. Yeah, that was same. And so I, and I was like, just super ignorant, it, like going with the flow of like what, you know, the media that I identified with um, and just being like, yep, sure. That's a mm-hmm, fact. Die hard. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely don't double down for as many things or like barely anything at this point. Um, I shouldn't say barely anything, many things, but not on things that I don't have a more comprehensive knowledge on, which I, I don't have a full comprehensive knowledge on this. And I think part of that was also that I just didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want that shit in my I didn't want it in me. <laughs> I didn't want to absorb it um, because I I didn't want to be irritated. I didn't want to be saddened by, you know, the loss of life. I didn't want to get caught up in the, you know, social media frenzy and like feel like I had to argue with people because I had more knowledge about it or anything like that. I was like, I just, <laughs> it's too much. And, you know, I, I'm already surrounded by enough crime um, that I, I don't. I didn't really need. You want to spend your off time. Yeah, I don't need getting to getting worked up. Right. Yeah, that's why I stopped listening to like my true crime podcast and stuff. I, I don't crime know. junkies. <laughs> I got back into it. I started listening to it as I fall asleep again. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> that'll give you a nightmare. Oh man, <laughs> it is. But so I stopped listening to like crime junkie and like those kind of ones where like each new episode is like a case or whatever. And but I did dive like the OJ Simpson one. Like I've been going, I've been trying to find and getting into like dive deep in like one case kind of podcast like mini series of podcasts and things like that so like the confronting oj and then i think that was the first season there's like this confront i think it's like from wondery or something like that um but the first season was confronting oj and then the second season was confronting columbine and that was crazy to listen to because that was hosted by one of the survivors also and so that and then i listened to um, Chasing Cosby, I think is what it's called. Chasing Cosby about Bill Cosby. That's probably a dark one. It's, I don't know. Well, all those are dark. They're very not, dark. Yeah, not that one specifically. <laughs> um, so I, and then I listened to that one, um, and that was crazy. I mean, they're, they're dark, but they give me a different, they don't make me afraid of the world <laughs> Yeah, because so if you're listening to 10 new cases right and you're that like can oh really it warp never your ends yeah then you're <laughs> which, like okay which the you world... already know in your subcon you know but you don't have to think about it but then you're like oh they have a surplus there, there is there's never, one every day they're never gonna run out of cases to talk about um so like a deep dive and then i was like this is a better way to like get a comprehensive knowledge about no 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 um that's what i tell myself and so, and then I'm currently, I kind of took a little break from it, but I'm currently listening to another one called The the Shrink Next Door, I think. Um, but that one didn't hold, isn't holding my attention as much because it's not really crime necessarily. It's just a really fucking weird case. Um, Is it like a therapy podcast? It's, no, it's about this uh, shrink, I think somewhere in LA or somewhere in California, like down in that area. Um, in like the eighties or nineties, it shows you how much I've been paying attention to it. Um, that he was, he's a, he was a shrink, but he, 
was he had multiple patients that he was completely unethical (laughs) but he there was like this guy that he had as a patient that he ended up basically like taking over his life and like moved into his home and used all of his things and like ran his bank account and like took over everything and like people thought that the dude who was the patient um the psychiatrist lived in his home and there it's hosted by a guy who was neighbors to that psychiatrist and the patient because it's his fucking house and everybody in the neighborhood thought that the patient who owned the house who was very wealthy and owned the house and owned multiple homes and things like that was the shrink's handyman wow <laughs> like and nobody knew that he it was actually his house it was his house and he had all of these things and this guy was just using all of his shit um and so jake had told me about it because he had seen it on reddit and he had sent it to me and i was like that sounds fucking crazy and then it was like months ago and then i found i was like looking up podcasts to listen to and i was like oh my god he's like i told you about that and i was like well it's really interesting well, that's uncomfortable yeah super weird so that's i've been true criming still but like getting into that kind of stuff deeper cases doesn't make me as uncomfortable um with my day-to-day life yeah nobody talks about the fact that you kind of have to pick and choose what you focus on because if you if you take a breadth look at all the cases going on it makes you a little like we just had a school shooting today yesterday where it was a 15 year old the the fact that the fact that my immediate reaction isn't holy shit are you for real (laughs) is this the one i just heard about correct that's a problem (laughs) the fact that yeah the fact (laughs) and i hate when i react that way when i'm not when my immediate reaction isn't like heartbroken holy crap where how many what 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 it's like oh yeah another one (laughs) where did this one happen i hate that that's where we are yeah and I, it makes me sad every time, but I didn't, I haven't heard about that one. Do you think that's a mental health thing? Or do you think that's a gun thing? Or more nuanced than both? I think, I think it's both. Um, I would, s- I would say my initial reaction is that I'm leaning more towards that it's like, like a, a gun thing in the sense that these mental health issues have always been a thing because people have always had brains and chemical imbalances and everything like that. But then when you're given access to more tools um, and there is a lack of support, I think it's a, I think it's a mental health thing. I think it's a gun thing. I think it's a societal thing. I think it's a family values thing. I think it's, um, you know, it's it's a lot of things coming into play to make one big huge crap pot um of a of a shit situation um cuz i think it i don't think that it's with kids that you know are necessarily maybe taught like gun safety or things like that i think it's with kids that don't necessarily understand um i guess i i, I can't say that as much now with like the current school shootings i think in the beginning um of like this becoming a big big issue but i think now there's been so many that like everybody knows about it um in the sense that what a way to deal with your problems go ahead um especially if especially because i think the majority of them is 
suicide by cop or suicide before, you know, anybody can enter the building. So I think the the motive is like, let me just hurt as many people as possible. I'm going to die anyway. I'm not going to be held responsible. I don't think, I think this kid surrendered. I know he's not dead. I know they didn't and, kill him. Or they'll surrender and then, you know, they're, they're just face what it is that they, they you don't, they, you don't go into a situation like that. I can't imagine and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, Everything's gonna be fine. I think that there's, I think, and I, and I can't say that it's the case for everybody, but I think that there's an element of like punishment for their own, you know, feelings of, of that they want to create their own punishment in some way, shape or form. Um, whether that's, you know, that the ultimate goal is suicide, whether that be by cop SWAT or themselves or, you know, that, and I think for some people for violence incidences, they are like, hey, I can't trust myself, so let me show you what I'm capable of and what I've been thinking about doing so that you can lock me up so that I won't be a risk to other people because I can't control myself. Um, I think that that's the case for some people. Um, I wish that there was a different way they would go about it, um, but that's not my call. Um, but I, I don't know necessarily what the issue is. I don't think that it's I don't think that it's not a gun issue. I don't think it's solely a gun issue though either. But I don't think it's solely a mental health issue. Like I said, I think it's a whole lot of things. Um, I mean, there's a reason that these weren't a thing hella years ago. What the exact catalyst is, I don't know. You don't think mental health has gotten worse though recently? Like, I don't... Within the past, like I would say since like early 2000s when social media and that's where i struggle is is i don't know that it's necessarily gotten worse in the sense that you know there are you know more people necessarily struggling with these kinds of things i think that and that very well could be i mean like you said social media could definitely definitely i think plays into it i don't know how much of an uptick that puts in it without having really read about it or or comprehensively thought about it yeah Yeah, um i think that definitely plays into it but i don't think what i don't understand is when people are like well back in my day you just you know sucked it up and nobody had these problems they did there just wasn't either a word for it or it wasn't acceptable to talk about that or they didn't have the family structure or there was no support system um i think as much as social media has hurt a lot of people it's helped a lot of people um, because that gives you, you know, if you have shit support at, in your family or your hometown, or you have no friends or whatever like that, you can form relationships and friends that can be life-saving and life-changing from somebody across the globe that you would have never had access to beforehand. So I don't know what the ratio of like good and bad is as far as like how much it's helpful and how much it's harmful. Um, especially I think for like youth. Um, but I mean, I, I think it, it plays into it, but I don't think that, you know, depression and anxiety, which are, I'm only saying that because those are like the two more common, um, they didn't just pop up in our generation. <laughs> They've been around. There's a reason that there's been, you know, different um, volumes of the DSM. There's a, you know, there's a reason that we've been, we've had psychologists from way back when. Um, because there's been mental health issues the whole time. We just maybe have a, a more well-versed society to talk about it or treat them or more acceptable. So people feel like they can talk about it um, and they're not, you know, suffering in silence or, you know, dying. 
um, from, you know, by their own hand or drugs or whatever, I mean, that's definitely still a problem. Um, and I don't, unfortunately, think it'll ever get to zero, uh, which is obviously the goal, but I don't, I don't know that you can't reach everybody, unfortunately. Um, but I, I don't get the, the notion of like, well, nobody ever had anxiety back in my day. Or like, I've talked to, um, older people than me. I say adults and then I'm like, I'm an adult. Um, but that's me. <laughs> yeah. <adult>. We need <laughs> an adult. <laughs> yeah, I need a grown up, please. Um, people older than myself, um, older adults that, um, they've like explained stuff to me or like, Oh yeah, well I get like pains in my chest or whatever. Da, da, da. You just work through it. And I'm like, my friend, you have anxiety and like that could be helped. <laughs> you don't have to feel like that all the time we can talk about it like and, and it it's not gonna necessarily go away but it can get better like you don't have to live like that um so I think that that's a, a big difference whereas like my you know generation of parents which I think isn't speaking for most people my age is generation of parents because I have very young parents um but like normal people's <laughs> parents age is like well, just like suffering in silence. Whereas like, I don't know if it's like my generation, but it's definitely me where I'm like, oh, I have shit. I've been, I'm in a depressive episode. I need to be, I need help. <laughs> I will let you know, <laughs> like I'm having severe anxiety. I need to leave the premises. <laughs> like I, I need to leave or I'm having a panic attack. Like I, and it's so interesting because my family isn't necessarily like that. They're not like a keep your feelings down, like kind of people either, but, um, so I don't know how I ended up this way. <laughs> I'm what, so the opposite. What I, I would rather about. die than ask for help. Which I would like. It doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> That's what everybody says. It's like, no, you can. And I'm like, it oh, doesn't gosh, have to be no. that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely generational, I think. For Our sure. I think it's sure generational. It's, it's a hundred percent cultural. Um, it's, it's really cultural. And that is really sad too. Cause I think. I think it's, like, like white people are, like, allowed to have feelings. And then the predominantly ones that I've seen that I've, like, done, um, like, read research and stuff about it is um, black and Hispanic communities. Mm-mm. Feelings? Absolutely not. <laughs> Therapy? Don't know her. Like, not a thing. Like, we don't talk about it. Um, and there's a lot more. I think it's more culturally acceptable to have, like, torment. And stuff like that within, like, the family unit. And it's normal. Whereas, like, somebody like me, I'm like, why the fuck? <laughs> we don't get to call our children fat to their face. That's not <laughs> nice. Like, that's it. They're going to develop a complex. And then you're going to be pissed when they're anorexic. That's on you. Like, it doesn't make any sense oh my to God. me. Like, so I think it, it's, you know, definitely generational and, and cultural um, where, you know, it's hard for people to break out of that. Even if like societally you have people, like I had a friend in college that we were roommates and I am this super like outspoken, like, yes, go to therapy. It's a, it's a privilege. Unfortunately, not everybody is able to do therapy, which I wish everybody had, you know, the financial means to. Um, but if you can do it, go to therapy, everybody, everybody go. <laughs> um, it's for everybody. And, then she was just in a in a cultural um had a cultural background that was like mm -mm. And she was like I've never even thought about therapy therapy was never an option and I was like based off of what we talk about I think you would benefit from therapy 
And then um, she ended up going and she was like, I feel so much better. And I was like, I see, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> um, but it, but it took her a long time in order to get to that step because she had to like slowly break down those barriers and those walls like with her family and that's not to say that every you know person that every family that falls into that you know that's in that cultural subgroup or um whatever if you're raised by your grandparents or anything like that that everybody is like that but I think it's more common in those areas um and I just just based off of research Mm -hmm. um which sucks because it shouldn't be that way um and it's these marginalized communities that are then you know more marginalized that might i don't know if that's the answer but might benefit you know if they benefit from therapy maybe they're not going to act out in a quote-unquote violent stereotypical way which is bullshit but like maybe if you gave them some more support or if they were quote-unquote allowed to you know do these things to take care of themselves maybe i don't know maybe it wouldn't end up bad (laughs) well it's weird that most of these school shooters, I'm going to say this without any, you know, hard statistics to back mm-hmm. it up, so be ready for this. Most of these school shooters are white, Correct. right? Are white men. Correct. Are white boys. White what? Boys. And men. Men. Who well, this kid, also, was, this kid was 15, which are, is insane. Who are also a marginalized group when it comes to white women can go to therapy. Nobody else. Oh, but not white men. And, and so, and I guess I should have included that. So, men... I would say African-American men and, and Hispanic men in general, but then the African community, African-American community and Hispanic community. And again, those are the two that I've seen the most research on um, as a whole is more not acceptable, but then especially the men in those, mm-mm. but even like men, like white men and stuff, just men in general. Yeah. No therapy. Who needs therapy? Not me. I <laughs> And so, and you know, my, I've tried. I've tried to be like, "Hey, you can go to therapy." Like with my partner, and he's like, "I don't need it." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, I'm not saying that you do, but it could be beneficial." He's like, Mm-mm, "I don't need it." <laughs> I think therapy is definitely helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, I worry that the generation before us it was too far one way, where it was no getting help, and I worry we might be going too like the pendulum swinging a little bit too far to the other way because i know a lot of people that have therapy and are on all these meds but they don't do anything concrete to actually try to improve their lives that's the issue is that it is not a it's not duct tape (laughs) or i guess it is it's a bandage yeah um it i guess yeah the correct term it would be it is duct tape um but people don't get and same thing it it reminds me like i draw a parallel with like therapy like with dieting and stuff like that like if you just follow if you just eat what jenny craig or whatever tells you to eat but then you sit all day long and you never do any sort of physical activity or you're supplementing in between all of those meals or whatever with what you regularly eat but then you still feel better and okay but you're not seeing any results and you're confused you have to put work into it like you don't and and same thing with therapy you don't just get to go and talk about your problems and you walk out and you're fixed i tried it that way doesn't, doesn't work, work. <laughs> <laughs> i tried it that way and i was one of those people that i don't 
I don't understand why I'm not better. It's because I wasn't doing anything. Like, I'm going to therapy. Yeah. Why is this not helping? Like, this is supposed to fix it. No, that's not how it works. I don't, you don't get to just go and talk about your problems. And yeah, I feel lighter at the end of it because I've dumped it on somebody else, but it doesn't fix the way that I react to situations. It doesn't fix to how my trauma responses go off. It doesn't fix, you know, it doesn't make me forgive, you know, people that have caused me trauma or move on from people that have caused me trauma, like anything like that. You have to do that on your own. You got to do homework is what you have to do. And that took me a long, and I've been going to therapy since I was like a young teenager, maybe younger, I don't remember, um, at least like 13 and on and off. And it took me until like a year ago for me to be like, oh, I have to work at it. Got it. That would have been useful a few years <laughs> that ago. That would have been but... really good. It's okay. I would have loved to have known that and done that. I did know that. I was just like, it's going to be fine. I don't have that big of problems. It will be fine. Um, and then, you know, I think it takes for some people like to get to a, a like it takes people a certain point to be like, okay, now I'm going to try hard <laughs> at it. And for some people, it's like you hit like absolute rock bottom. Like for me, it was like my own mental health and my trauma response and everything like that was heavily weighing on my relationship. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to not be with this person anymore. I should probably get a move on <laughs> and get this figured out. Um, so I think it I don't know what everybody's light bulb moment is going to be, but I think it takes that. For some people, some people are just real self-starters. I think that's how it is for a lot of people. Yeah, some you have people to are just real moment. self-starters and go-getters and more power to you. <laughs> but because, yeah, and, and and it's like any other situation. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And it's not necessarily that it's going to get not worse in the sense that like your mental health and stuff like that is going to get worse. For me personally, it was like having to, and I think I shared something on my Facebook or whatever, that it was like, in order for you to grow, you have to be willing to acknowledge your own toxic shit and the own things that you have done and the own things that you have contributed to that have messed you up or that you, you know, you have to take accountability for your actions. It, and if you have a toxic trait that is then making, you know, this person be triggered, that's then causing a, you know, a tension between the two of you, you need to own up to what it is that you're doing that's inputting into this issue. Because then you can't be like, oh, well, it's you if you are also part of the problem. <laughs> um, so that... Which is hard for people to do that. It's very hard. And I, like I said, up until a year ago, I was definitely that person that I was like, I go to therapy. I am fine. All of you people that don't go to therapy, I am a higher being. <laughs> And I have it figured out, and none of you do, <laughs> and I am better than you all. Um, and but like I, I, I wouldn't say that to people, obviously. But I would always, I think I would put that energy off because I was always like, go to therapy. I love therapy. It does, it's gonna fix everything. It does wonders for me. It's so good. And I was like, still at home, like in depressive episodes and like crying all the time and like hating on my own self and everything like that but now i can say it with confidence but with the added asterisk of but you're gonna you have, have to, to do work, the work at yeah. it <laughs> you have to do the work you don't get to you know eat, you know eat. <laughs> you can't just eat cake all day no and get a six-pack some sometimes 
Sometimes I wish what, I was one of those. Sometimes, sometimes that would be amazing. Sometimes that's what you need. And you could just eat cake and get shredded, never have to go to the gym. That sometimes, would be... and that's the other thing is that you, same thing. And then again, I think that there's a lot of parallels with mental health, like with dieting, because that's just I think how people can understand it or make sense to people that aren't on a mental health frame of mind. That just because you're on a diet and one day you eat like two pieces of cake and you skip your salad or whatever doesn't mean that you throw caution to the wind and end the diet forever and never stop. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to like relapse, you know, and like with smoking cigarettes on a diet, going to the gym, you know, creating a chore or, you know, creating something that's part of your routine. Like you're going to I can almost guarantee you it's not going to go off without a hitch the first time. Like there's, there's going to be something that sets you back, whether it's your own mind or your own, you know, mental issues or whether it's, you know, something doesn't work out in your, you know, outside exterior world that messes with it. And then you get affected by it. It's not going to go off without a hitch and it's not, it's not going to go off without a hitch ever. There's always going to be hiccups, but you have to be willing to be on that path like full heartedly to get past those hiccups and be like, oh yeah, that sucked. Like I'm being super toxic today. I'm going to try harder tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like you have to, and so you have to keep yourself accountable, like throughout the whole process, which is hard because, you know, nobody wants to be like, yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> I fucked up there. That was, that was not me. <laughs> um, because it's, it's so easy to just be like, well, that's just part of who I am. I'll just continue to be that way. Which that's where a lot of people fall. For that's sure. And I was definitely, like, mm. I was definitely like that where I was like, well, um, I get it from my mom. So it's not my fault. And like, <laughs> just like, I, I was like, this is just who I am. And if you can't love me at my worst, <laughs> then you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen so many of those posts on yeah. Facebook. Which if you don't take me at my bottom level, you don't get to see my glow up or whatever. Which, it's like, okay. which I think the right. intent behind that is that like if you can't love me like while I'm like going through a depressive episode or something like that, and you can't hang for like the two weeks or a couple of months that I might be in that situation, then like fuck off, which I get. But like you don't get to be a piece of shit. Yeah, some people are like just <laughs> bitching. It's like why is everybody leaving me? It's like well you're not that nice. Yeah, you don't like, get to we be. We gotta a, put in some work. Yeah, you don't get to be a piece of shit. And like people have called you out. And been, and like, then hey, be like, hey, you should probably work on this. Be like, um, that's my per- core personality trait. Fuck off. Like, yeah, clearly you don't get to be around me. <laughs> um, so you have to put work in, and it and it's hard. I mean, you have to put work into I think anything that you want to be successful at, if that's what what you want to call it. Um, or know. even just improving yourself, you're gonna right. have to put in work. Yeah, your mental health, your relationship. You know, like, to change whatever state you're in currently, you it's gonna take work. You yeah. don't just get to another level. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Which but... a lot of people don't want to hear that. No, I think a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, for sure. that make... And I and me saying, being that, that I was, I was like, oh, for sure. That makes total sense. But then doing it, be like, this is really uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not doing not. this anymore. <laughs> I would really rather not. I'm just going to go back to, you know, acting this way or reacting this way. And, you know, who needs to communicate in a relationship? Pfft, not That's me. not important. Not me. You don't need that. <laughs> Not We're good. Me. I'd rather just be broody and pissed over here and give no explanation and not. That's just my core personality. That's just who I am. Yeah. And if you don't love me that way, then get out. <laughs> so, I yeah. I mean, it's it's tough, but it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, I think people are just. 
I don't know if it's like, I don't think it's afraid of putting in the work. I think it's just, it's easier to remain in that state it is. that you're in. It's, it's easier not to is. change. It's way easier not to change. And it is really uncomfortable because you have to be willing to confront the parts of yourself that I think, at least for me, it was the parts of myself that I hated the most. That I was That's what it is. fully yeah. aware of the fact that, hey, this is not okay. <laughs> and you shouldn't be acting like this. And there's definitely a way around it. You just won't put in the work for it. You have to confront the parts of yourself that, you know, that you hate the most about yourself. Whether that's because things that you have, you know, built up of like, hey, whenever I do this, like this kind of bad shit happens to me. And I don't like that. Or like things that you've been bullied about or things that old partners have, you know, pointed out about you of like, hey, you have this really toxic trait or whatever. And you're like, mm, I'm just going to ignore that. You have to confront the parts about yourself that you don't like and and f- be willing to either fix them and, like, flip them on their head or find a way to, like, work around them and, like, communicate through them and things like that. Like, for me, I reckon, like, when I'm talking to my partner, I recognize that there are certain things that I do that I'm, like, while I'm saying them and have the conversation, I'm like, you are being so fucking erotic and I'm sure it's really annoying, but we both know, me and my inner self, know that I need to go through this process in order for me to feel like I, like, fulfilled that task, I guess. Um, like, for example, I just scheduled my booster shot and I have a serious needle phobia. <laughs> like... It gives me anxiety to talk about getting a shot and, um, and I am trying to get over it, but I have serious needle phobia. And so I have the past two shots that I've gotten, I've had my partner come with me because I'm a child. And, um, so he needs to get his booster shot. And so I was like, we'll go together and we'll get our booster shots at the same time. That way you don't have to take any extra time, you know? And so you're, you're there getting something too. And so I was talking to him and I was like, okay, uh, when do you want to do it? And he's like, I really don't care. And I was like, okay, well, um, these are the days available at this like one Walgreens. And he was like, babe, we can like walk into anywhere. And I was like, okay, but for my anxiety, like I really need to go to this Walgreens. I won't go anywhere else to get the shot. <laughs> I said, this is where I got the past two. This is where I would get the booster. He was like, they're all the same. I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, I understand Just bear that. with me. This is what we have to, I this under- has to happen. I understand that they're all the same. <laughs> But it doesn't, I said, I, I'm already going to have a severe panic attack. I need to try and minimize that as much as possible. He's like, we can do a walk-in. I was like, no, we cannot. I said, nope, we can't. And I, I have to schedule it. <laughs> and it has to be a scheduled appointment. And the whole time I'm like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, I totally get it. Because he's dealt with this for the past like eight years. Um, then I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't handle doing a walk-in because then my anxiety goes high up. And I have a panic attack and then I'm standing in line. And then what if they don't have any vaccines left that day? And then I worked myself up for nothing. I have to do it again. Like I can't. It's like a spiral. (laughs) Yeah. It takes so much out of me to, to have to do that experience, which I know is necessary, (laughs) but I hate it. And so like stuff like that, where I'm like, I, I understand that I'm spiraling and I'm being not at all logical to like regular people that don't have this issue that I have, but I need these things. I need to think these things out but the difference now is that if I had done that or had that conversation like a year two years previous I would just gotten pissed that he was giving me all of these other 
options of like we can just do a walk and I'd be like no no we fucking cannot and I would get upset that he wasn't understanding like why I need to do these things so I've had to like retrain myself in order to be like I get that I'm being really really neurotic and probably really frustrating because you just don't it doesn't matter to you but it matters to me and so this is why I'm acting this way I'm not just being hard (laughs) for no reason and so, like, it's important to, you know, even though I don't know when or if that's going to go away for me because my phobia is so bad from past trauma, but at least I am making it better, I guess, by, like, hey, I get that this is shitty, <laughs> that I'm doing this, but I need you to understand why I'm doing it so that it doesn't come off as me just being, like, stubborn of, like, no, I don't want to do a walk-in. It's, like, I, I physically cannot do that. Um, so I think if you can't, like, fully change a behavior, like, at least find a way to try and, like, explain it or, like, do it in a way that, hey, you know, I, I get that to a neurotypical person for certain situations, this is going to come off as fucking weird, but like this is what I need to do, and I hope that you can respect that. It's like eliminating that friction between. Yeah, because yeah, brother. then we're not like angry at each other because like he thinks I'm being an asshole and I think he's being an asshole. Like we're he still was probably irritated with me, which I get. I was irritated with myself. I don't want to do this either. But at least he can <laughs> see where you're, like he knows you're not just like right and that's being what crazy I, about. Oh, I don't want to go to this Walgreens. It's yeah, like, and this that's is the one I need to go to. Yes, and that's what I've like told people is that like I. I know that I'm being like frust- like stubborn and frustrating and stuff. I don't want to be doing it either, but I haven't figured out a way not to. So this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> I was like, this is what I need to do. And you can either be with me and you can do it with me and you can be there to support me or I will find a way well, to listen, do it on my bear own. with me. Yeah. Or I will find a way to do it on my own. And he's like, I don't want you to have to do it on your own because I know how bad this is for you. And I was like, great. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> is it just a fear with needles? Where does that come from? It just—it's. I know exactly where it comes from. It's oh. really bad. Oh no! <laughs> the the situation wasn't that bad, but the phobia is really bad. Um, I've talked about it with my therapist and stuff, and she was like, she's like, okay. Does she and want I, you to go get more shots? Like, just go get pumped up with some needles. So no, and that's what I told it. her. I was like, I think that the best way to do it is just exposure therapy. But I know that nowhere is just gonna give me shots. Yeah. I was like, and also nowhere good. No, and nowhere I was like, good. and I and I also just don't think that would be good for my mind. Um, but she walked me cause I was doing, I do telehealth with her cause I started going with her after COVID and, um, she was like, okay. Cause it was just when I had brought it up and I don't, she couldn't see me for one. And for two, I don't think that people understand what I'm saying when I say I have a needle phobia. Cause I've like gone into doctors and I'm like, am I going to need a shot? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, good. Cause I have a needle phobia. And then like, we'll get more into the appointment. They're like, we're going to give you a shot. And then it, it, everything breaks down. They're like, oh, this is not, this is not normal. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I was going to try to tell you. What happened? <laughs> you, you, you just listen? like, um, I have a full on panic attack. Um, when I got my two first shots, I took Xanax before and I still had a panic oh, attack. Oh, shit. And, and I've never taken Xanax oh, before. Shit. But Jake was like, maybe, he was like, maybe, like, try and take his Xanax. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a real, I was, I was, I would love to just be calm through this whole thing. Yeah. That would be great. And that didn't Still help. had a panic attack. The second time, I took two and I still had a panic attack. Oh, my God. And, um, so it's really, yeah, it's really not good. Um, there's, like, not really anything else that does that to me. Um... But 
it happened when i mean as a kid no kid like likes getting shots or getting pokes so i was like a regular kid i'm like i don't i kind of did i don't oh you're i like the blood draws because you just watch it and you're like what is like that's my blood look that's sadistic (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like that getting blood work done i was like okay let's go let's fill up some vials i guess there are like you out there but (laughs) Oh my god, that makes me lightheaded. <laughs> you look, I need to get the Jesus. fuck out of here. Where oh, are the needles? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not normal. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here now. I clearly walked into the wrong <laughs> podcast. You we're done. We're talking about written and needles. Let's, this let's is, wrap this, this up. This is too much. I didn't I'm never realize you were back. that kind of person. I'm never coming back. Um, but so it happened. Actually, I'm like dead ass serious. I'm gonna have one of your sodas. <laughs> oh, do, oh, do it. There's um cider and stuff in the fridge. I don't know if there's any sodas in the fridge. Oh, I just need sugar. But that's what I'm saying. Just, I'm I don't have any serious. Xanax. Sorry. I... It's no, no, no. You're good. It's really, really bad. Um. So severe panic attack. It just kind of. Yeah. It just hits you. So it happened um when I was in middle school. I think eighth grade. Um, was when, <laughs> when I was on here the, the, the first time and, uh, we talked about my dairy allergy and everything like that, that whole shit show. Um, it developed because they were like, oh, we're going to do some tests and they wanted to do a blood draw. I'd never had my blood drawn before. Hmm. Wasn't worried about it. Did fine. They put the needle in, whatever. They drew, <laughs> shit you not, three vials like this big, like the size of like maybe a house key, a little cylinder. Um, and... I never got my blood drawn before. I was like relatively small, but it was not a lot of blood <laughs> that they were taking. Um, my face went white. My lips went purple. My hearing went out. Um, my vision got split. You know, like in movies when they do like when that when a person is dying, but it's from their point of view, and like it's like severe ringing, or like when a bomb goes off or something in yeah, an army yeah. movie, and their ears ring and they can't and hear the vision's it, all like and jacked. they can't hear anything, and their vision is jacked, bright spotty. That happened. Whoa. <laughs> And so, and, um, my... Did you eat anything before? Was it... Because sometimes that happens, right? If you're... N- if you don't have, like, sugar in your system or something. That's yeah. why they do, like, the cookie after... I don't remember, like, what I had had previously that day. I wasn't a kid that, like, didn't eat lunch or anything like that. It was after school. So, I never didn't eat lunch. Um, and I think that they asked me, like, that kind of stuff. Like, what have you eaten today? And they thought I was good. Um, and they were taking, like, a minuscule amount of blood and comparison to yeah, what people not, get yeah. drawn so i think that even if they didn't ask me they were probably like she's probably fucking fine um but yeah that happened um i couldn't hold my own head up like my head was like doing this shit like it went i thought i was dying like there was no other option for me um and then they gave me like juice or whatever and i felt better but i had to be in there for like a half hour or so my mom had to carry me out i couldn't walk um so then it's all been downhill from there. Whoa. It's been downhill from there. Nothing like that has ever happened to me again. I had to get blood drawn a second time and that didn't happen. Um, but now whenever I know, that's why whenever I make any sort of doctor's appointment, dentist, dermatologist, anything like that, if there's any possibility of needles, I'll ask them when I'm making the appointment, will I need to get a shot? There's been a couple of times where they told me no and I get there and then they tell me yes and I freak out because I wasn't prepared for it. Even if I do prepare for it, it never goes well. Um... So, but now I will not get a shot unless I have eaten a lot that day and I bring, um, some sort of juice with me, like sugar with me, um, whenever I go. And so the pharmacist, when I got my first shot, laughed at me because I brought a thing, a little thing of juice 
and Jake sat with me when I got it and I didn't watch the whole time and like I just as soon as we got in there I can't even like look at the syringes um much less talk about them obviously <laughs> um and so I just closed my eyes the whole time and like just squeezed Jake but what's funny or what's weird, I guess, is that most people are like, oh, yeah, I don't like shots either. And you see those videos of people that are like, uh, 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 like they move away. I don't move. I can keep that side of my body relaxed. Like I have, I've never had anybody be like, relax, 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 which I feel like is most people's reaction. They're like, oh, fuck. Tense up. Yeah. And they're like, relax, relax, relax. I can have one side of my body. Like I'm right now, one side of my body super tense. This side is completely relaxed. And I won't run away. So it's just like mentally it's you're just in mentally, turmoil. I am dying. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, people are like, you don't inch away or whatever. And I'm like, that it's all up here. It's I'm dying. Yeah, don't here. worry I about it. Dying. But I'll hold still. Yeah, because I'm like, I know, I think because I am cognizant enough of it to know that if I run or if I tense up, if I tense up, it's going to hurt more. Which, and then other people are like, it doesn't hurt that much. It's just a poke. I'm like, I don't really care about the poke. It's just the idea that... Needles equal death for me <laughs> in my brain. Makes no sense, but that's where I'm at. Um, and so if I tense up, it's going to hurt more, which isn't fun. Um, and then if I run away, this experience is just going to be longer. <laughs> and then they're going to have to hold me down and that's going to be more traumatic. And so I'm like, I would just, let's just, yeah, do it. But I'm dying inside. Um, and so when I got the, Jake got his shot first and then I got mine second and as soon as I got, like, I got it, I opened my eyes. He, like, put all the needles away and stuff. Jake was like, drink your juice. And the pharmacist laughed at me. And I was like, uh, sir, it's either this or I'm on the floor. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you pick. What would you like me to do? Um, and then I told, he's, I, I got very, very lucky with, with Jake as a partner because I feel like most people would be like, this is absolutely yeah what is happening right now like i'm not putting up with this shit whereas with jake because they're because and then like for after the shot they're like hang around the store or wherever for 15 minutes just to make sure nothing happens i think most people they leave that's me i'm like i'm grabbing my cookie and i'm out and i told jake i was like um i I will need to stay for 30 minutes just to make sure (laughs) so we walked around walgreens for 30 minutes both after both times and he is totally fine with it he's like of course, makes sense. Whatever you gotta do. Whereas most people be like, I want to fucking go home. He's like, we'll look at the toys. We'll look at all the different ice cream flavors. It's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so I got really, really lucky with him, I guess, because um, most people would not do that. I don't even really want to be doing it, but I just like, I need to. I do need this. to. Um, and then for my <laughs> for my second shot, for the first one, they put me in like that little cubicle thing. Like where you they, you were in your own little box and everything was good. Nobody but the pharmacist was looking at you and I was happy. Um, my first shot fucking hurt because everybody lied and they were like, I didn't even feel it. It's the best shot I've ever had. That shit hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but and but so then for my second one, um, we weren't in the cubicle. We were like in the little aisle thing and I was like, oh my God, people are going to see me cry. <laughs> this is not going to be good. Um, and so that already put me on like an extra panic. Mind you, I'm on two Xanax at that point. That is so crazy that you weren't like just completely mellow off On the ride there, which normally I would be fucking shaking, I was like totally chilling. And then we got in the car and then we got out of the car and I sat down and like they called me and I fucking lost it. And, um, yeah, uncontrollable. And so, but then the second one, we were in the little aisles or whatever and Jake came over with me 
and the guy was like, because on the paperwork that you fill out, I don't know if you do it for everything, but for this paperwork, it was like, do you ever get dizzy or faint during shots? And I put, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Me. And so I've never fainted ever during it because um, I bring my juice. Um, But he was like, "Um, what's this about? He was like, does this happen? Is it because I think the question is meant to be like if it's if you have a reaction like to certain medicines or whatever, if you get dizzy. Or yeah, they're going to have to call I think that's what it's for. And so he was like, what is the when have you had this reaction? I said, oh, I haven't actually passed out. I said, but I have severe anxiety. So I'm just waiting for the day that it happens. I just want you guys to be ready. Yeah. And so I was, I'm just trying to be helpful. <laughs> I'm trying to help everybody out. And so he was like, okay, um, let me get the pharmacist. Was like, you are not the pharmacist. And he was like, and I felt terrible because I was like, uh, he was like, no. And I was like, oh, yes, please go get the pharmacist. <laughs> I was like, you, uh-uh, not you. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're qualified. <laughs> Absolutely not. I said, I need, I need the boss <laughs> to do it. Um, and so then at that point, I am already in absolute, in fucking tears and streaming down my face, hyperventilating, like, full on panic attack and the pharmacist comes over and she puts her hand on my shoulder she goes how how are how are you and i was like okay and i'm like full on crying she's like you don't or i was was like i'm fine i'm fine and she was like you don't look fine i was like pay literally pay no just i just want to go home like pay no attention i swear to god i'm fine i have severe severe phobia like literally i promise you i'm okay and she was like well i don't want to do this and i was like i've i've i'm already here i'm <laughs> do it right now i'm prepared like let's yeah, just do I was it like, i don't want to do this again do it right now and so that she did it while she was talking to me and i didn't even feel that one and i was because she was like done and i was like really oh my god <laughs> and then i stayed around for a half hour <laughs> damn and so it all stems back to that one never had an that issue one before time. that and that's when the phobia started was mm-hmm. after that damn yep it's really bad. Damn. Yeah, it sounds like it. If you're over there dying in the yeah. streets, like, that's not... Well, luckily, you don't have... I mean, usually, you don't have to get a lot of No, shots. not that often. That's one of my... <laughs> at this point, like, one of my biggest deterrents to having children is because they got to draw your blood. <laughs> you got to get hooked up to shit in the hospital. Like, that's one of my biggest things is because I'm like, if I don't get this under control, I... It gives me so much anxiety and my body goes through so much stress that after each shot, like I told my boss when I got my, scheduled my booster, I was like, my booster is scheduled for one o'clock. That is when we come back from lunch. I will be leaving at lunch. I will not be coming back for the rest of the day because I will be taking a five hour nap when I am done because my body crashes so hard. <laughs> and that's what I've done the past two times. You think like it's I, just like the stress of that uh-huh. moment? It just and then And you. then I get home and I calm down for, or I calm down on the ride home. Um, you know, Jake makes sure to play like music that I can't help but sing along to, or he'll like sing to no, me. No, I death metal, like scream. Out. <laughs> yeah, and um, I get home, I hit the couch, and I sleep for like at least three hours because my body Damn. is just done. Um, and she's awesome, and so I texted her all that. I was like, I will not be coming back, uh, for the remainder of that day because my body is going to crash severely because I've told her that for my past two. Um, and she just, all she texted back, she said, you are perfect in every way. <laughs> I said, you are the That's best. a great boss. You are the best ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I get to do that next Friday. <laughs> it's really cool. Good. But yeah, it's not, 
Yeah, because I had a friend in college that he was like, oh, yeah, um, same. I have a xenophobia. I was like, I guarantee you we're not yeah, the we're same. Yeah, we're not the same. We're not the same. He's like, I, I, it just gives me so much anxiety. I was like, does it? Does it? <laughs> I bet it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, I bet I win. <laughs> I'm sure I win. I don't want to, but I bet yeah. I win. <laughs> When you're this, when you're in tears, then come talk to me. This then we'll is not have a the chat. game I want to win. And and I remember, oh, and I tell people this too. People think I'm fucking crazy. Um, but I'm like, this is how bad it is. You know, like when you get um, like a cavity and like your tooth is drilled into or whatever, they give you um a shot, like a no yeah, pain or, like whatever your gums or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. Um, I had had an appointment scheduled. And they told me that I wasn't going to get a need to have a shot or whatever. So I wasn't mentally prepared. They lay me back. They pull out this thing. And I go, excuse me. And <laughs> Hold up. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> We're going to press the pause button. And he was like, and he's like, I have to give you a shot. And I was like, oh, no. no, you no, you don't. Um, and he was like, it's going to hurt. I was like, I would, ra- I would rather it hurt. And so um, he drilled into my tooth without, without any numbing. Oh my god! Because so if like, you don't mentally prepare for it, it's it's not even, happening. Even if I do mentally prepare for it, I don't want it to happen. But I have I've come to terms with it, and I've accepted, and I've like talked myself into like this is something I have to do. If I don't do this, then like something bad is going to happen. Like I've just I have to psych myself into it. Um, Can you do like if someone just walked in and was like, "Okay, I've got your booster," could you do that? <laughs> 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 Oh, my bad. (laughs) Okay, maybe not the best time to phrase that question. I was like, no. Okay, send it back out. We're not doing it it today. That was completely unconscious reaction. That was like, what a minute. You you turned like someone who's actually going to walk in. I was like, all right. No, I couldn't. No, No. I could not. Um, I mean, you need a little. You need a little lead up time. A little bit of time would be cool. Um, I mean, I could. (laughs) Maybe really like it. This is so fun. I'm so glad I'm here. I, yeah, I know, right? It's um, been so hard bringing you back on again. This has been like, awesome. Nope, I don't think so. I love your podcast. Um, Yeah, a little bit of, like, heads up is always nice. Yeah, um, just so you can, like, be like, yeah, okay, this sort is going to happen. It's going to be fine. Yeah, um, but, yeah, no, on, on a whim is not my my, my jam. Um, I did do it um, on a whim, like, one time in a dermatologist office because they were like, oh, yeah, you need a cortisone shot. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but I had had like some crazy shit going on with like, like some sort of like crazy weird thing with my legs or whatever. And they were like, you need a, a cortisone shot or this is not going to go down for like another couple weeks. And I was like, okay. You know how, un- or how chill I am with needles and it's actually to a fault. I, I don't know if this is a story I should be telling you, but we're going to roll with it. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I'll just sit I back down- against my <laughs> support and drink my soda. Nobody's going to give you a shot. You're good. good. Um, they better not. I was down in. <laughs> this is gonna be so bad. I don't know if I should tell you. This, this might psych you out for you. It wasn't a shot. Okay. Let me just preface that. But it had a needle in it. So I went down. I was in Sacramento, and I had, I had like this infection in my throat, <laughs> and it got to the point where like I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. Like my throat, like I couldn't talk, and my throat was on fire. And so I text my sister. I was like, "We need to go to the hospital." I think she picked me up. From school, I was like, or I drove, I left class, uh, went to one of those, like, emergency rooms, but it's not, it's like, you know how we have that little medical like center? urgent care. Yeah, urgent care, yeah. yeah. Went there, sat there for five hours, and I text my sister, and yeah, like, I, yeah, I was like, I can't talk, I need you to come <laughs> and, like, help me with this. So she showed up, we waited, I think, hour six, they got us in, 
the doctor walked in and I wasn't talking. So I was like texting my sister what to tell him. And I got this voice to text app. And I was like, here, like, just listen. I, I'll type it all out for you. And he's like, oh, no, you guys need to go to urgent care. Like, you need to go to the emergency room, the actual hospital. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, all right. That would have been useful six hours ago. Right. So we go to the emergency room. Uh, they finally get us in. We had, like, a three-hour wait there. Um, and they're going to hook me up to an IV to, like, pump in some steroids and, and help out. Fun oh, fact, I learned shit. about an IV. Oh, no. Did you know the needle doesn't stay in you? It's a tube. <laughs> I did not know that. I thought it was the needle. I they just pulled the needle that. out. I didn't know that. They pulled the needle out, and it's like a little mini catheter in your arm or in your hand or whatever. Okay, so then this story only involves a quick needle. Okay. So maybe this will make <laughs> it's still not going to make you feel better. They had I don't know if it was a nurse or a newer doctor, mm-hmm. but they're trying to run the IV, you know, mm-hmm. in my arm. So we start off with this arm. He's going in and out like three times. No, nah, I'm guessing to hit the vein. We're gonna try your other arm. And my it's sister, like, I'm looking at my what sister did you like. Go to school for? Yeah. Third time, he switches arms. I'm looking at my sister like, should I be alarmed that this is... He goes in and out. I think he did it twice on the left (laughs) arm. He's like, I'm going to go grab a different needle. And my sister's like, you need to get somebody else to do this. I'm like, maybe the sixth time he'll get it. You know, like maybe... I don't want to make him feel bad. Like he's just trying his best. I've got holes in both my arms. No IV. Still can't talk. I will insult them and their whole family before. He came back and my sister's like, "Uh, we would like somebody else. We would like somebody else to run the line. I was like... Yeah, I'm looking at him like, sorry, buddy. Like, I still can't talk, so I'm just sitting there like, That would be, okay. that would be Jake. He would be like, don't hurt their feelings. Yeah, that's what I was like. I don't want to make <laughs> him feel it. Like, he already gave that. it five tries. Like, maybe he's going to get it. Like, no. I'm not so that was my, needle, my so. life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. But it wasn't a shot. It was an IV. So as long as you don't get an IV, you, you're you good. Yeah. I've had, I had to get an, I did have to get an IV, but they kind of, I don't know. I don't remember them giving me the IV because I probably blocked out that. Yeah, blacked out for that minute. But, yeah, that's uh, fun. Yeah. Thank God my sister was there because I'd still probably be trying to get yeah. that IV. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> I would be like, like, that makes me wonder. Like, like, waiting in my office. You know, veins? it's just like black and blue. And I'm like, I'm not just. Do I have like good veins? You right better hit that shit the first time. Or, like, you can hit, like, you could put them in your hand now. You can see my veins better in my yeah, hand. Yeah, something tells me you're not giving anybody two chances. It's like, it's one and done. You, you better hit your mark, because <laughs> you get one I'm not going to be around. Oh, you missed? Oh, well, I'll I'm see not, you next month. I guess cause... I don't need it. <laughs> Life, yeah. Life-saving surgery. Yep, Catch yep. me next time. Please. Oh, you missed? Mm, I'm out. one shot. I am out. Or, yeah, I told, I, told, I told Jake, I was like, if I do give birth or whatever, I said... They better figure out. I said, I don't want a C-section, but if they got to knock me out and do a C-section, I, I would prefer that. <laughs> Just knock me out. I Just don't let me see the needle coming. Just, I would love to be able, I, even if I don't see it coming, if I know it's coming, it's it a problem. Gets you. Yep. Because I've tried that. I'm like, maybe if I don't ever see it, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, it helps a teeny tiny bit, but not enough. Um. But yeah, I was like, I would, you know, I would really love to be able to say that I, you know, experienced natural childbirth, but I don't, I don't think I need it that bad. <laughs> but that's what I was telling my therapist. I was like, I would really like to get over this, like, before I have children, because I can't even, like, watch needles and, like, other, go into other people. I was like, I'm pissed that, like, every movie and TV show doesn't have a, a flash trigger warning when there's a needle. <laughs> there's a needle in this. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Or that, like, trigger right before warning. it goes, it's like, boop, boop. If you had a, a needle phobia, you should probably turn yeah, away right like now. Yeah, or like the beginning of the movie starts out with like, when there's a needle being inserted into the skin, a, a little red square will flash it. 
and you can close your eyes. Oh, God. Or Does she I... have any tips? Like, hey, if you do this, you can kind of use it? She told me that I should, and I haven't <laughs> done it because it causes me anxiety. Um, when I first told her about it, she's like, how about we do like a, a breathing walkthrough exercise? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that sounds peaceful. And, um, so she walked me through, like, I'm just on, in my, on my couch and she's wherever she's at. Just like deep breaths. Yeah. And she was like, you <laughs> go to a doctor's office and the physician is very nice. Their intentions are very good. They're not here. To oh hurt no. You. Like being very, very ni- Whereas most people, they'd be like, this is, yeah, this is totally working. And then like, we hadn't even gotten to like the shot part. It was like a very long winded thing of me just trying to relax. I was like, I'm going to stop you right now. I said, I'm, I am so lightheaded right now. I like, can't. She's like, okay, maybe we don't have to share that. <laughs> and so, but then she wanted me to like, take like two minutes, like every day, like when I was going to bed or like something like that. And just, like, lay on my bed and, like, visualize having, like, a very positive experience with the shot. And I was like, okay, Susan, I don't feel like having a panic attack every day. <laughs> I'm just trying to go to bed. <laughs> I'd really rather this. not. And then um, I haven't talked to her in a while. But last time she I talked with her, she said that she could, if I, if I would come in and she would show me how to use it, that she could give me, like, you know how people with diabetes, like, you oh, the get pricks? that finger prick? She that, said that gets you, too? The finger prick? Or are you cool with that? That doesn't bug me as much. I think that she still doesn't fully understand what my issue is. Because <laughs> it's not really the, the pain of it. I think that might help. Hmm. Um, but she was going to give me a, a one that, I that like, if, her, if me and Jake, like, came in, that she could show Jake how to do it. And Jake could, like, give me, like quote-unquote shots like in my arm and i was like i'm gonna just have holes all over the place <laughs> you should get one of those needles where it looked like those movie properties uh-huh. where it looks real and then it just pushes in i do that with like um with like mechanical pencil okay and that that's not You're the like, problem because you know it's not i know it's not, you know it's not real <laughs> and so if i know it's not then like it's like whatever but yep Damn. When the real thing comes into play. I didn't plan on airing that out. I but... <laughs> Power of the podcast. Here's my trauma. <laughs> One of them. But yeah, that's that's like my most, that's my most PG trauma. So that's fine with me. Damn. Yeah, it's really fun. I like being 23 and having, yeah, panic attacks. Because, yeah, it happened when I was, um, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out too. I don't know why. I just assumed that they would just gas mask me. Um, and then I remember. They, they didn't went, gas you? No. Oh. They gave me an IV. <laughs> oh, damn. And they didn't tell me <laughs> beforehand. Because I thought I was going to gas mask. I didn't think to ask. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they didn't gas me. Um, I just remember laying down. And I was already nervous because, like, I don't like the idea of being put under. It freaks me out. Um, but. So I was laying there, and I remember laying and, like, waiting for them to come, and I was ready, waiting to just get a mask put on, and then they wheeled this IV over, and I was like, no. and the last thing I remember, I was like, is that for me? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I love how nonchalant you are. This is not okay. <laughs> um, And then I remember just tears, like, streaming down my face and, like, falling into my ears and stuff, oh. and then they were like... They were like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 18. <laughs> and then I don't remember anything else. Oh. Yeah, it's not good. Did you come out loopy at all after your wisdom teeth? Kinda. Yeah? 
Not crazy loopy. Josie's got a gem of a picture of me, though, because my mom took me to her house because I demanded to see her when I was done. <laughs> so she's got a gem of a picture of me that she's posted on social media. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, no, not super... I came out crystal clear. Oh, I wasn't crystal it was clear like by I any just, means. It was like I blinked. Oh, and no. And it was over. And I, I was like, okay. I wasn't crystal clear by any means. I do recall doing the whole, like, I remember laying there and, like, waking up. I don't remember waking up. I just remember, like, the next thing I remember is that they were like, okay, now try and hit my hands with your feet. And they were, like, this far above, like, my feet. And I, like, couldn't fucking do it. They're like, we're going to keep you here for a little longer. I was like, okay. <laughs> Probably shouldn't try and walk on these bad yeah. boys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just fall over. Um. So, yeah, I, I just remember that. Them trying to be like, now touch my hands with your feet and with your hands. And I did it during, like, president's break. So I just I didn't get any of that. chilled at home. I was so excited too. I was like, oh, I'm going to be cracked out of my mind. Like, this is going to be great. Mine Nothing. was awful. I'm just not built for. <laughs> You're just like anything where I need to have medication to do no, something or I'm something's not... going in. Just get me out. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not built for it. I can't do it. It took me like three days to fully recover from the anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom had to walk me to the bathroom for like three days. I couldn't fucking function. It's not good. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I'm like too... I don't know if I'm too small. I don't know what the <laughs> deal is. They overestimate my internal strength. It's not very high. <laughs> I don't know I don't what know. it is, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was so bummed. I remember waking up and being bummed and being like, oh, damn, this is, this is it. Okay. Because you see all those videos of people like singing or like... One girl was trying, I watched a video of a girl trying to talk to a banana and was like having a legitimate conversation with it. And, that's awesome. And her mom's like, you know, that's a banana. And she's like, she can hear you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Nothing. No, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. That we didn't I get remember. the good drugs. I got, well, I you got, got, I got something. You got something. <laughs> I got something. That IV, those are. They streamlined that shit to me. That hits. That yeah. was, when I got the IV, I was feeling, I didn't feel like drugged out but i definitely felt like oh yeah, I feel, I never, i'm feeling pretty damn good yeah i wasn't like i don't remember being like scared or like yeah. anything like that i just or, felt like, good i was, I was like, just oh, like this is... this is my new normal this is who i am i was now. like i get why people like do hardcore drugs <laughs> yeah, like, right? This is like, right this is okay i can find this yeah yeah it's yeah a, it's a problem but yeah they mainlined that to me they were like she needs it <laughs> you're like i'm sorry you didn't oh tell me there was a deal. I really don't need it. Yeah, thanks, guys. But, yeah, I didn't know that the, I learned that. Um, I didn't know the tube thing. I learned that on my, one of my podcasts, my Ladies Intelligence Damn. podcast. Because they just did an episode about, like, common misconceptions, and that was one of them. That they were like, the needle stays in your arm. I was like, that was also a fear of mine that, like, don't ever move your arm once the IV is in because god forbid you do this shit that shit snaps off inside <laughs> who knows where they it gotta goes dig out the needle. Yeah. then they gotta give you another shot yeah. to calm you down to get That's, the needle that was always my envision is that like if I like move my arm you know it's right here right the needle's gotta be like this long it's fucking not but it's there's no other option it's gotta go <laughs> cross over my joint so god forbid i curl my arm and Blow then the needle shard vein. goes directly to my heart and, <laughs> and then dead. you die wow <laughs> that's the only you option put some thought into this well it's in your vein where else is it gonna go i did not know the tube thing i always thought that they just that made they me just feel a lot in. better <laughs> does that freak you out so when you had that like could you look at that and be like okay there's no needle or it's still the thing entering your body that's kind oh, of oh well i just found that out 
Oh. So whenever I've had IVs, I just... Now you got to go get an IV just to see it. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's the solution. just need to test this out. I don't think that's the solution. Um, but yeah, that it's like just a, like a, it's like a little so a catheter little in your vein, which is like, that makes sense. That's probably safer. Yeah. Yeah. Than a needle. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's safer than a piece of metal in your bloodstream. <sighs> just chilling there waiting to kill you, but so. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better that way. <laughs> oh, man. And so next week you go home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, good. It seems like you're handling it well. It's going to be awesome. I'm yeah. so excited. That's cool. Jake's going to go get one with you. So yeah. it's like, okay, buddy system. Yeah, for sure. Because the first, when I first got it, I was like, I was like, you, um, you don't, I can do it by myself. And he was like, no, no. And I was like, I can, I can, I'm a big girl. I can do it by myself. He's like, I want to come. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, perfect. I didn't know that they were... So anybody can get a booster shot now. I guess. I heard that they're trying to get it... I think it's Pfizer's pushing for... I think it's 16 and 17-year-olds to get Yeah, I think that anybody can. But then I think the first... Jake said that the first time that he tried to, that, like... It was like, are you autoimmune compromised? And he was like, no. And he was like, are you elderly? And he was like, no. And then they were like... I'm secretly 55. Not for you. You don't get one. And then I was like, that's weird. When I tried to see if I could get mine, it was before I was able to. Um, but when I first looked, it didn't give me any issue. It just said, it's not time yet. It hasn't mm. been the six months or whatever it is. And then I signed myself up and I signed him up on like separate screens. And I clicked at the same time. It's like, we will have the same appointment. <laughs> Go at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I guess there's, like, walk-ins. that You can do, like, walk-ins or whatever for your booster. And I was like, that's all fine and dandy. I need it scheduled, please. <laughs> scheduled <laughs> at least a week out. At yes. this particular Walgreens, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need... can't go to any other Walgreens. <laughs> I need time. We have to go. I already got two here. We're going back to this one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I remember I drove by that Walgreens that I got it at with my family. I was like, they were, um, and my brother was like, that's where I got one of my shots. I said, that's where I got one of my, both of my shots. And that's where I will get my booster. And they were like, Michaela, you can get your booster anywhere. I said, I know. I'm aware. You can. I can. Uh, yeah, I said, <laughs> that can. might be what the majority of neurotypical people can do, but not myself. Yep. And then my dad was like, He's like, oh, which one did you get? And I was like, oh, I had Pfizer. And I was like, so then I'll get the Pfizer booster. He's like, you can get the Moderna booster. They're interchangeable. I was like, that's awfully assumptive of you that I can do that. <laughs> I was like, are you for real? Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, I was, I'm just saying, you can do either one. I was like, um, that's great. Thanks for the advice. Good Not for the man. information. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because, um, yeah, he was like. Well, and he was like, what are they going to, what are you going to do if when you get there, they only have Moderna? I said, I will fucking reschedule. I will. I'm not yes, adding. I'm not, I'm not getting the booster today. He said, call me oh when you got God. the other one. Yeah, they're, I think they're kind of pushing for people to mix and match, right? Having their, having some people said, oh, you get a little more protection if you, if you swap up. Which I seems will, weird. I, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. Like, mm. I'll be all right. <laughs> I'd rather not. Get a shot of this. Get get another one of that. That seems like you don't like you don't mix alcohol. Why yeah, would you mix vaccines? It never works well. No. Yeah, that just seems a little too. It's not at bars. all like, scientific oh, logic, we'll just, but just throw something else in there. And see what happens. No oh, thanks. Yeah. I'd rather be not. Yeah. I'd like I'll to take have a hard pass on that. The same one. <laughs> seems reasonable. <laughs> Stick with one brand. But, yeah, so that's what I'll be doing next week. Okay. It's very excited. 
Yeah, I can tell you're very calm about it. It mm-hmm. sounds like you've got a good... Yeah, good my vibe is super yeah, chill. You're super mellow, super calm. I mean, we kind of got you with the whole somebody coming in right now thing, but I think that was like a good test. Like, you handled it well. You know, you didn't get freaked out or anything. I think you're going to be good. That was not even at all a conscious <laughs> response. You freaked me out. I was like, is somebody, what, what is happening right now? Oh, because he pointed over yeah. there and I was like, no <laughs> the fucking way. You turned, way. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you can't be Bad joke. Like, <laughs> I'm never coming back on. Listen, the podcast gonna... is not quite big enough for me to start dishing out you're doses gonna... of stuff to people. <clears throat> you're going to prank me. Yeah, next, <laughs> next time, time next I time, come on. I'll have somebody oh just God. waiting in the corner. You know, okay, come you in. Know, you know what I'll do? <laughs> if I can escape that, I will videotape the whole entire experience <laughs> for the booster <laughs> for everybody. I would rather oh, that. Oh, God. Oh, well, luckily it's not something that you have to do, like a daily thing. Like if you're afraid of getting in the cars or something, that would be be way worse. Yeah, luckily I've never been in a car accident because I think that would take a toll on me. I would. We don't need that happening. No. I I say that I've been in a car accident, but Jake always reminds me that I have not. (laughs) Have you been in one? A minor, minor one. Technically, no. (laughs) Fender bender? No. Oh. I wasn't even hit. Did you? Oh. Well, that's interesting. I would classify, you know, a car accident as like your vehicle, you no, know, touching I, somebody no, else. No, I wasn't even hit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just call it that kind of to piss him off or to get at him. Because uh, he had a really, really bad car accident in 2016. Um, Like a really bad car accident. He had to get flown out, like all that kind of crazy Oh, stuff. wow. And then... um. <laughs> six months later he got in another car accident and i watched it happen because we were driving he was driving in front of me um and i was driving behind him obviously um but i was like the car directly behind him and it was christmas eve and we were driving from fortuna to mckinleyville and we had like just we were like just passing like hsu area um on that on the highway and it went from like snowing to hailing to black ice like within like five minutes and it was super super weird like i've never seen anything like it and um he lost control of the car so i watched him spin out on the road and hit the center divider and so when i watched that i freaked out i slammed on the brakes which you're not supposed to do when you're hydroplaning around black ice but who the fuck is gonna think about all of that in the middle of it and so i spun out and he went this way, I went that way. And I luckily didn't get hit. I don't know how, because I crossed in, in front of people because we were in the fast lane. So I crossed over the slow lane and somehow didn't get hit by anybody. But my car spun like one or two times and went on the opposite side. And I somehow landed very peacefully and very gracefully on the opposite side outside of the white line, but didn't hit the hillside or anything like that. My car just stopped and I Whoa. rearranged myself and then just like hoped that he wasn't dead <laughs> and so i was like yeah well, we got a car accident he's like you didn't get in a car accident and i was like it was very dramatic for me <laughs> i said i watched you get in a wreck and then my car spun out i could have been hit but i wasn't so i've never been in a car accident but that's just that's what pretty i close. yeah that's just what i like to that's fair yeah tell people jesus car accidents are, are no joke Mm-mm. they're very scary i was going up to oregon for school and I was driving up there one weekend after being home 
And it was right outside of Grant's Pass. I was merging. I was going under an overpass, and then you, like, go under and come back up. Mm-hmm. Right outside of Grant's Pass if you're going catching I-5. And it was pouring rain, and I lost traction on my back tires and spun. Managed yeah. to turn into it and correct, and then slammed. There was this little... Uh, divider as you were going up onto the on-ramp mm-hmm. and then it was flat grass i made i corrected and then still slammed into that and went over it oh, no. and i was like okay <laughs> not good got out check the check the rig not good. i was like um nothing looks jack but i hit it like broadside completely uh-huh. and just and it was probably five six inches tall i was like i don't like, oh, okay. There's no way. There's no damage. I right. Nope. Kept driving. What the? Went fuck? up there. I was like, I'm just gonna wait and see if a tire falls off or. <laughs> I would have been I like, I'm I not die, getting back in the vehicle. Just, yeah, <laughs> kept going. It freaked me out a little bit. I was like, okay, oh, shit. That was a little intense. And they just kept going. I was like, all right, well. I gotta get. I gotta get where I'm going. So I guess we, <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my. <laughs> it's like okay. Well, that just happened. Wow. I, I mean, I took like a solid five, ten minutes on the side because I was like... Oh, yeah, that's that was... an ample amount of time. Yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> to calm your nerves. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> Turn my music back on. Dude! driving. <laughs> I was like, what else am I going to do? Yeah, that was fun. Oh, good, good times. You and Jake would probably get along. You'd be like, yeah, that makes yeah, more sense. Be like, you took ten minutes, bro? I would have been out. Yeah, what? I would have just leaned out the window and <laughs> be like, no, nah, we're good. We're fine. I got four tires. No, we're okay. Oh, I don't Kept driving. Good for you. Good for Fun you. Fun experiences. Yeah. It must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't get, like, traumatized. True. From that. Because I have I know some people that have gotten in car accidents, and it, it took them a little bit to get back in the yeah, car. But, I like, ser- I'm surprised Jake yeah, got back he did in get after ba- that. Yeah, he did get back in the car relatively quickly, but... I think he still had anxiety, but he was like, what else am I going to fucking do? Have my yeah. parents drive me you gotta over? You got to go somewhere. I'd rather not. So, I mean, it was traumatic for me. I was like, uh, you let me know when you have reached your destination. <laughs> because that was how I figured it out. Because I was like, he's been, um, he left from baseball practice to go back home like two hours ago. It does not take that long. And he normally texts me when he's home. Maybe he's helping his dad. And then it was like three hours. And I was like. Oh, you didn't know when he got into that accident. No. Oh, shit. The first one, no. And then I told, I've told Jake, I told Jake all the time, and I've told his mom, too. I was like, I will forever be bitter about this because I texted him, like, multiple times. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then so I texted his mom, and I was like, I don't want to come off as, like, crazy, but where's your kid? Like, what's going on? I was like, because normally, like... If he was doing something or if he was, like, helping his dad or, you know, something like that, he would text Check me. In. He would just be like, hey, you know, I, I got to go. I'm not ignoring you or, you know, I'm not dead somewhere. Like, I'm just, I got to do this, so I got to go. I'll text you when I'm done. And I'd be like, okay, cool. But that was, like, always what happened. But that didn't happen. And I was like, this is strange. So I texted his mom and I was like, I don't know. I was like, where's your kid? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on and I'm starting to freak out. And she's like, They're, he's fine. He'll text you in a little bit. Lied to my face. Oh, she knew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. So, and, but, and I, I completely get, because they're a, um, like, probably comprehensible to you, a weird person, <laughs> incomprehensibly calm family. Oh. Um, 
And so... But flown out, that seems... That's not like, oh, he just, you know, got well, a little Well, he hadn't up. been flown out at that point. They were still in the local hospital. But, so that happened and he and... um he had been in an accident, but they didn't, like, understand or know at that point, like, how bad it was or, like, how bad, you know, the kids were. And um, so she's like, he's fine. I'll text you in a little bit. Because she thought, because there were three other people in the car and two of them were his twin brothers. And they were able to, like, walk out of the hospital, like, that day. He was the one that was, like, really severely injured. So she thought that he was probably just going to follow along, I think, with the other kids and that he was going to be able to walk out. He was going to be groggy, have a concussion, but he was going to be fine, which he was. Um, but then I was like, okay, because um, I was just concerned because he, he was driving back from practice and he didn't, like, text me back. Or, and, like, that's just not... Like, we had been together for a while at that point, and I was like, that's not like him at all. I was like, I just want to make sure that everything's okay, but, like, thanks for getting back to me. And she was like, oh, they've been in a car accident. <laughs> and I was like, Well, thanks for your heads up. <laughs> cool. Oh, uh, where the fuck are you? And then um, she was like, um, don't come. Like, it, there was a lot. And at first I was like, don't come. Excuse me. <laughs> What do you think this is? <laughs> but I get it now in hindsight, but in the moment I was so upset. Um, but I was like, I I am not, I am so much more calm than I used to be because that family has really mellowed me out. But I would have, it would have been a shit show if I had shown up. Like I, I would have, it, it would have been terrible. Um, so I'm glad that I didn't go because I would have, it would have been awful for everybody involved. <laughs> and, um, so she didn't tell me like where they were at. I don't remember. I don't think so. And so I was just like waiting. And then she's like, he's getting flown out to Santa Rosa. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> this is awesome. But he had like a broken wrist and he had a severe concussion. Um, like I couldn't talk to him for like five days. Um, cause he wasn't allowed to like look at his phone or anything like that. Cause he had such a bad concussion. And then he came back here and he was on like, severe bed rest and everything like that for a long time so he was all kinds of messed up oh shit but he thinks it's funny as shit now because he like doesn't remember any of it because he doesn't remember you know because as soon as they made impact like he Blocked was out him. yeah <laughs> and then he was on drugs for like Damn. the longest time after so he doesn't remember like anything he's like oh yeah i got these like scars he's got like a huge scar on his wrist and like on all, all over one of his hands and stuff um, he's got like, did somebody like broadside him or no, it was a single car incident. Oh, it was just him. Yeah. It was just their car. Did they crash into, they were going towards blue Lake. Um, and so I think it's Essex exit. I think is what it's called. Um, uh, one of the exits, like before you get to like the actual blue Lake exit, um, that they had passed one of the exits and then you know how. So, like, there's an exit here, but then there's a sign for, like, the next exit. Like, the next exit, and it's, like, a quarter mile or whatever. They fishtailed, like, out of nowhere. I don't know that we even really, like, know exactly what happened. But, like, he wasn't speeding. He wasn't texting and driving. He hadn't been drinking. Like, he had his brothers in the car. So, if there was going to be any reckless driving, it would have been while he was alone. Um, but he's not a reckless driver in the first place. But they fishtailed according to the one kid that remembers it and just lost control went off the embankment and um took out that sign went off the embankment rolled this suburban like three oh, times shit. down this hillside um 
and then landed on their tires. They had to use, like, the jaws of life and everything to get them out and all kinds of crazy shit. So the Jake and one of his brothers were passed out in the front seats, and then the two other kids, one of the brothers and, and their friend, were in the back seats, and they were conscious, and so they hopped out of the windows and, like, called 911 and everything like that and called everybody. Whoa! But... So, yeah, I don't know how he... I would have a hard time. And everybody else just walked walked away from yeah, it. Yeah, pretty Damn. much. That's crazy. Pretty much. And then, yeah, he had, like, a... I don't know what you call it, but, like, it was... His wrist was, like, out. Like, his bone was out and, like, down to the side or whatever. So they had to, like, pop it back in and everything. Mm. But, I don't know. He thinks it's funnier than <laughs> shit now. He's like, oh, yeah, what a good time. And I'm like, fuck you. That was awful. So okay, so me and Jake are different because I would have been like, mm, not not a great experience, you know? Yeah, could've, no, he could have th- done without. No, yeah, he thinks it's funnier than shit, and he's like, yeah, well, he's like, yeah, I don't know. And the worst thing, well, not the worst thing, but a, an extra shitty thing on top of it was it happened um, on March thirty first, and so then I went to school the next day on April first, on April Fool's Day, oh. <laughs> and Jake's mom is a teacher at arcada high or was at that time was a teacher at arcada high and all of the boys went to arcada high and um so they decided to put it in the bulletin that the roan family had been in a car accident and wouldn't be there for a while and i didn't know it was going to be in the bulletin none of us did (laughs) and so i'm sitting in class trying to just like keep it together because i was freaking out you knew at this point i knew that he had been in the accident um the whole night previous i had been talking to his mom and everything like that but then i get to school the next morning, like, prepared to just tell, like, only my friends about it and, like, not want to talk about it. I just wanted to do school. And then in the bulletin, I remember my teacher first period read it, and she turns to me and she goes, is this a fucking joke? And I was like, no! And, like, broke down. Everybody's like, why are you here? I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be here. So everybody was very, very nice to me for a while at school. Like, all of my teachers didn't care if I was, like, on my phone. Because I was like, I'm getting updates from his mom, like, hourly. And so, but all the teachers were like, okay, just, like, tell me what you know. Like, when you know it. Because everybody was freaked out for it. So that was fun. Oh, shit. But, yeah, I don't know how he got back in the car. Like, how he started driving. Like, as soon as he was able to, he was driving like he never at least probably I just because he didn't remember it that was probably the best thing yeah yeah probably the best thing for him but as far as i know he didn't have any like panic issues or i don't know or like have to pull off on the side of the road you know have like a, you know throw up or whatever which i probably would have done but damn but i overreact <laughs> <laughs> really i could I, I didn't get see. that i didn't get that from you you as seem very level-headed see. yeah i am usually level yeah i didn't get that with a few things not so much. Not needles. Not <laughs> needles. Anything other than that's, needles. We're that's good. my one thing that'll get me. But everything else is pretty good. Damn. But yeah, fun stuff. Okay. That's what you missed. That I'm glad. When I'm we glad were I got in high school. Update. That's what you Damn. missed when we were in little high little bit school. of excitement. Yeah, okay. it was really cool. All kinds of fun stuff. All right. Well, we school. we just did. We've been like a solid two hours. We gotta wrap like, this up. I gotta go try to squeeze in a workout here we before they close. Do every time I'm um, <laughs> anything you want, which is great. Those are my favorite conversations when I just you breeze through it. Sorry Some of about them, that. no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I always judge it by, okay, did it feel like time flew by or did it feel like we, we gotta wrap this shit up? Yeah, this is not. This ain't it. This is not. This it. is this not, is not it. it. It's not going well. Um, this was not that. I was like, oh shit. Um, 
Do you have anything you want to plug? No, I would say check out that the confronting OJ in those yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into really, that. really interesting if you like that kind of stuff. I it's heard they did a TV. There was like a TV series, right? With like David yeah, Spanner. I got to uh, look into that too. OJ Simpson and the people. Oh, versus, versus the people. people. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was really. Did you see good. that? I did watch that when I. I think it came out when I was like a freshman in college. Better so than the podcast. Seen it for a while. I don't. I haven't seen it for a while. It's been like five years at this point. Probably more. The podcast is probably more fact based. Yeah, and it's more. And it's it it's interesting, and it was really good because it comes from like a totally different side, coming from like the victim's family member rather than yeah, someone so close. You know, for the media or anything like that. I gotta check that out. I started watching the uh, the QAnon. There's a QAnon docu series on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little slow. I'm trying to get through it. I fell asleep during the first episode, so I have to rewatch. Yeah. I'm only one episode in. I caught bits and pieces, but I fell asleep because it's like, okay, this is a little. Interesting. I think it could be good. Yeah. I don't I'll know. Look at it. it might be a little drag. To I'm get interested. It, yeah, because I want to know more. About that's that's it. my thing. Like, I'm willing to suffer through it just to get the. It, there's a lot of information. Yeah. I just. It's not. Cut. It's not the best documentary that right. I've seen. Um, but I want the information. They're from hitting it, so this. Gonna, yeah, so I'm gonna try to. I'm going to try to get through it. But that's what I would say, that if you're into that kind of thing, that they're really interesting. Okay. And they're free. And if you got nothing else to do, might as well. It's Damn. easier than reading. That's <laughs> true. I started listening to an audiobook. This is the first audiobook I've done. It's uh, on a book by Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life, because that book was really dense, too. And I was like, I can't. I need someone to read this to me, because I'm not going to. Right. Not, it's not, not going to work for me. I'm not going to get through this book. It's I, like, made it two chapters in and was, Okay. This is not happening. Not How are we going to get through me. this? So audiobooks. That's funny. Yeah, I have listened to one audiobook. I have another one that I'm planning on listening to. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. But we're going to see. I don't know if I I like reading. I like having Yeah, that yeah. I like feedback. the tac- yeah, the tactile aspect so of it. So I'm going to see. And I'm worried I'm a little worried that I'm not going to get as much out of it without read. Like I feel like there's something different when you're reading it and you're actually like Yeah, absorbing it with yeah. your as opposed to just listening and doing other things. Yeah, that's why when I did listen to the audiobook that I, the one that I did do, I listened to it when I was going to and from Chico. So I was like driving. And so I was absorbing it a little bit more than if I listened to podcasts and do like chores. Yeah. I'm not really processing it. But we'll see. Okay, Michaela, you're awesome. That was great. <laughs> I had a blast. Um, Next time you come on, there may or may not be a needle here waiting for you. We're going to see if I can find a nurse or somebody to do that. If anybody knows a nurse, have her hit me up. Yeah. Or him. Or him. Or him. Anybody. I'll take anybody. If you know a dog that can do needles, I can't. So. Right. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 